touchdown, Kansas City. This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Sports Radio 810 Chiefs postgame show is presented by the Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. Welcome into the Chiefs Post Game Show. Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City and across the Midwest. Yes, we are talking about another Kansas City victory, 26-3 over the Chicago Bears. This is the postgame show brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. I am Brad Porter, and joining me this week is Allie Trost. Josh Briscoe, as we say in the business, is on assignment. He's on holiday. He's on holiday. In Florida. He's on vacation. He's, <laughs> but he was watching the game because he was tweeting throughout he the game. So he was. I know he was paying attention. Uh, Beards McFly is running the show. Uh, Michael DiMaggio is helping us out tonight as well. So uh, what we normally do at the top here, this is your first show, right? Is it, for, I mean, it first is. post-game My show. My first post-game. So I'll just do a little ramble for a, a minute or two, okay? And then we'll wait. We'll dance around until we get Andy Reid okay. uh, in Chicago, and we'll get Patrick Mahomes in Chicago. And uh, Darren Smith is in the locker room. He's going to be getting sound from all the other players. So this is the way I kind of sum up this game for the Chiefs. Business trip. This was like we've got a client who wants our widgets. Nothing spectacular about them. We want to sell a couple extra, maybe. Make our presentation. Everybody's happy. Come back home. Close the sale. And it's over. There was nothing pretty about this game. There was nothing spectacular about this game. A couple of Mahomes throws here and there were were pretty cool. I mean, you can't you can't have a game without something pretty cool from Patrick Mahomes. But all in all, business trip. It was, it was not the the big shiny. If you're doing okay, you were talking about Christmas shopping before yep. we came on the show. So this is let's put it in Christmas shopping terms. If I'm going shopping, am I going to the jewelry store to get a fancy watch or a new necklace or diamond earrings or something like that? Is it, is that what we're doing in this game? No. This was a trip to Old Navy, getting the three T-shirts for ten bucks. Oh yeah, and you... that's that's not a slam. <laughs> by the way, that's not a slam on Old Navy. Ninety percent of my wardrobe we is love Old, Navy. Old Navy. Sometimes you just need a good Old Navy sweater <laughs> to get the job done <laughs> right. for Christmas, and that's right. exactly what the Chiefs did. This... It was efficient. It was methodical. Yeah, they like you had mentioned brad off the air you know andy reed didn't open up too much of his playbook they nope. knew what they needed to do they knew what the game was calling from them and they just delivered exactly what they needed to do yep. to get it done and i mean this is to me one of the most remarkable things not only about this game but the last four games since the bye the chiefs defense they've only allowed 31 <laughs> points 31 points, and what, that's including a game against the Patriots. What if I had told you in week four that that's how the Chiefs would end the season? I would have called you crazy. <laughs> yes, you because would. no one and I saw <laughs> no one saw this this Chiefs defense coming together the way that they have. Even if they got a little better after they were in that early stretch of games where they were just horrible against the run. They couldn't seem to stop anything. Teams were still putting up enough points that made you a little nervous that the offense still had to, you know, be the offense that they were last season. They they are clicking at the right time. And yes. Steve Spagnola has been incredible for this group. The leadership was liking what we were seeing from Terrell Suggs. Didn't 
didn't, you know, have the, you know, the, the box score to show for it necessarily. Or he got some pressure. Line, but he got mm-hmm. some pressure. And yeah. he was, I like the way he was working with Frank Clark, too. I thought, you know, overall, just like you said, business trip. Yep. Good team, business win. I did. What I was impressed, uh, the play that impressed me with Terrell Suggs was it was in the first half and Trubisky got flushed out of the pocket and was rolling to his right trying to get uh, somebody open downfield. And Suggs was hot on his tail. He didn't look like the 37-year-old, 15-year veteran. He looked like, I want to say he looked like Frank Clark, but he had some speed. He's got some gas in the tank. And if you get it for this game, next week against San Diego, San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Old and, habits die hard. And a few playoff games, then we'll take it. That, that's, that's good stuff. And now over the last five games, the Chiefs are giving up an average of, it's under 11 points now. Yeah. Because the previous four games, it was 11.3. 11. Mm-hmm. So now it's under 11. Who, and, and you know what? Back-to-back I, weeks only giving up three points. Like, that's crazy. That would have never happened, even against teams that weren't necessarily as productive on offense. Right. Last season, those teams would have still found a way to get in the end zone. But what I think is just wild as well is the fact that, I mean, you look at just like the – there were a lot of big changes when you look at like the overhaul with the, with the, the Chiefs' defensive staff. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the players on the field, I mean – Frank Clark now has seven sacks on the season. Chris Jones leads the team with eight. Mm-hmm. Honey Badgers, uh, Sam Ellinger said it perfectly. He leads the league in almost interceptions. <laughs> right. I mean, he's just – but he's everywhere. He, right. The way he positions himself, he's completely changed the secondary for this Chiefs team. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the secondary was a mess last year. I thought Charvarius Ward also looked awesome. really great tonight. Yep. Uh, he broke up what was almost a, a touchdown mm-hmm. for the Bears. Uh, so the fade route. The fade route, yeah. I mean, he just – between those just, again, slight changes, the addition of Frank Clark, which early on didn't necessarily seem like a great move. I think people are starting to bite their tongues now the way that he's been playing. And then Tyron Matthew, the way he's been able to elevate, I think, Juan Thornhill and the way he's been able to really rally the the, the quarterbacks as well and maybe alleviate some of the pressure for them just because of how much ground he's able to cover. Mm-hmm. I mean, this defense is for real. And I don't care if they've only played, you know, people will say, oh, well, the Broncos this or, oh, the, you know, the Bears that. Those are two teams who had been doing, you know, before they played the Chiefs, pretty well. Yeah. Like, they'd been putting up some some solid games. Broncos they were trending in the games. right yeah. direction. Uh-huh. And then you look at the Patriots. Granted, yes, you know, is Tom Brady, is he done? Is You know, they're the Patriots aren't what they used to be. They're still the Patriots. They're still able to shut them down. Yes. So, I think a lot of promising stuff. By the way, that fade route to the end zone that Trubisky threw, I wrote it down because the stat was written during the game. So, I hate the fade route. I'm on record with that. I hate the fade route probably more than Joshua Briscoe hates running the football. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. And Josh, if you're listening, yes, that's a shot. So the the number is this season, 412 fade routes in the National Football League. 99 have been successful. 25%. That- that's a play that should be thrown out of every playbook. I, as soon as Trubisky turned and popped the fade pass, like that's that's not gonna Done. score. No. Charvarius Ward, the way he's been playing this year. And he started off a little rough too. Well, and this one's for Josh because the one of the problems with the cornerbacks early on was that like their wouldn't turn their they heads. They wouldn't turn their heads. <laughs> right. Like no head was on a swivel. The head was like directly stuck right. in a direction or in they could only turn it two ways. They couldn't like get their um get the heads turned around. But no, I mean, just read that right. one perfectly and I mean twenty five percent, yeah. Like why would anyone <laughs> Why is anyone running that play? I, I hate it. I can't stand it. I, I hate that almost as much as I hate the reverse. 
Most teams have gotten away from the reverse now. They're doing, you know, you do jet sweeps or end yeah. arounds. The reverse to me is always a loss. The fade route to me is always an incompletion, especially the way the Chiefs' defensive backs are playing right now. Yeah, and they showed it. By the way, the Chiefs now eleven and one when allowing thirty or fewer points. Wow. Just hold somebody under 30. If you hold them to three, you're going to win. Yeah. Because <laughs> the Chiefs are not going to get held to zero or two. Well, and I think it's crazy, too. I mean, how many times last season did the Chiefs hold teams to under 20 points? I think it was like not, not many. two or three times in, in the regular season, at least, if you don't count the Colts game in the playoffs. But, I mean, they're just – teams aren't – they're not finding ways through this Chiefs defense, whether it's in the air or on the ground. And, I mean, that just wasn't a thing last year Correct. at all. Yep. So – no, it's been it's been exciting and and I think it's it's sustainable. I think they've shown now that this is this is what you can expect to see going forward. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, obviously we don't have to worry about this until, you know, the off season and hopefully after the Chiefs are holding up the uh the Super Bowl, you know, they've got their rings on at the end of the season, <laughs> but um how are they going to pay all these people to, to yep. stick around and and keep this defense intact? Patrick Mahomes number 1. Chris Jones, number two, if they want to hold on to him. That's, those are going to be expensive propositions. If you want to get in on the uh, caller line, you can do that at 913-3810-810. That's 913-3810-810. Butch is on the line right now. Butch, if you'll hang with me for a few minutes, we've got to wait to get Andy Reid on because we never know when Andy Reid is going to be uh, coming to the podium, especially on a road game. Yes. Because they, they try to pack up early and get out. Um, by the way, a, a compliment here, and we're going to break down this game as we roll along here. A compliment to the Chiefs head equipment man, Alan Wright, who has been there for as long as I've been covering the Chiefs, more than 20 years. He's an awesome dude. He's one of the best in the business. And the equipment crew kind of took some heat in the game in New England because some of the equipment didn't get offloaded because there were high school championship games being played at Gillette Stadium, and they couldn't get everything in there. So Alan Wright tweeted out, it was either last night or early this morning, just to let you know, all 53 equipment bags <laughs> have arrived, and we're good to go. So he can laugh at himself. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. So compliment to Alan Wright. Good, good stuff. And again, this business trip label that I'm putting on the game, I'll just read you some numbers. These are these are pedestrian numbers for what the Chiefs are used to. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 23 of 33, 251 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Sack one, one sack. One sack. And had one rushing touchdown. So, good day. Good day at the office. Good day That's at what the it office. was. Good day at the office. Here, I put in my hours. And, not to mention, some records broken as well. Travis Kelsey became the first tight end with back-to-back 1,200-yard -back mm -hmm. receiving seasons. And Mahomes becomes the first quarterback in league history to reach 9,000 passing yards and 75 touchdowns in 30 games. That's stunning. Passing. That's stunning. It, <laughs> so much beautiful. fun. It's so fun. I mean... And I know a big storyline going into this season was the regression of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. And it would be silly to expect him to put up the, you know, the 50, same 50 season, that he, have the same <laughs> season he did last year. But I think what we're seeing now is a Mahomes that's more confident, more comfortable, and who knows how to win in different situations. Right. And, and I've said this for the last couple of weeks now. I'm more confident in this Chiefs team now at this point in this season than I was at any point last season, if I'm comparing the two, because they've faced some adversity. They have more. They know different ways to win now. Mm -hmm. they've, they've had a win in some really unfortunate situations, and they've had to 
you know, they've had some easier wins mm-hmm. than, you know, they, they've seen, they've seen everything. And then you look at all the adversity Mahomes has faced with the injuries and being able to fight back from that, the defense realizing very quickly when Mahomes went out, oh, wait a second, we've got to figure this thing out at some point. And it was right after Mahomes went down in the Broncos game that they really seemed to figure it out. And whether or not that was the, the change or the difference, that was the time that we really started to see this turn and then just things clicking at the right mm-hmm. time. So I, like I said, I'm more confident in this Chiefs team now mm-hmm. going into the postseason, even if they're going to have a harder postseason run if they don't end up getting that number two seed, which it's very likely unless for whatever reason the Miami Dolphins just come in and blow the Patriots away. They scored a ton of points you never know. You know, I In the NFL, you never know. But yeah. I think it, it's looking pretty likely that um, – that the Chiefs won't get that number two seed. But even still, I feel confident more now in what they are and who they are, the identity of the team, than even last season. Mm-hmm. I thought this game started off with a weird feel in that the Chiefs were not um, running on all cylinders because they didn't want to. They didn't mm-hmm. say, okay, a sports car. They have five gears. They were operating in second and third gear yeah. most of that first half. And Josh always likes to look at, Run versus pass, right? So Mahomes threw it 33 times. The Chiefs ran it 29 times. Not a ratio that a lot of people would like, but in this game you saw very early on, especially after that first drive, mm-hmm. and then you score on your first three drives, 17 points. Andy Reid had a notion, okay, this may not be easy, but we're not going to lose. I don't have to put anything on tape to give anybody yeah. for the playoffs, so we're going to run the ball. This is going to be, it started out as the Spencer Ware show, mm-hmm. non-show, because he didn't really run the ball that great. And then it turned into the Damian Williams show in the second half. And then uh, Darwin Thompson got in on that last drive. Yep. And that's kind of, the, was their, that was their plot the whole game. We're going to run the ball a lot. We're not going to do anything fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did have a couple of, the, the touchdown plays I thought were terrific, the way they cleared out one side uh, on the run by Mahomes. They, oh, he was everybody, wide open. Everybody on the right side. Everybody's rolling right. And Mahomes rolls left, and, and it was highway. It was I seventy over there. <laughs> I mean, come on, at not rush hour. <laughs> no, I seventy is pretty much unless you're planning your travel around like close to the holidays. Right. It's pretty much always that wide open. Right. And Mah- yeah, I mean, it was just wide open for Mahomes. There runs it in. That was a great one. I thought Travis Kelsey another wide open. Wide yeah. open. I mean, just it's a great play call too because they started him in motion to the right. Mm-hmm. And he kind of jogs back to the left. Oh, turn around. Oh, hey, Patrick, I'm open. I mean, Boom. they they make it look boring. I mean, five years ago that would have been this would have been a great game from Alex Smith. Oh, but this is boring by Patrick Mahomes. Well, standards. and that's what Patrick and, Mahomes has done to yes. the NFL and the game of football for so many people. It's like oh, we didn't score 35 points. Damn it. Oh, gosh. Mahomes. Dang it. Where's Mahomes. my fantasy points? Where's my 41-yard <laughs> touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill while he's being guarded by two backs? But um, I we can't talk about this game without mentioning Patrick Mahomes showing some pettiness I love out it. on the field. I'm I love for, it. I'm here I for it. love it. I mean, would he count it to 10? Yes. <laughs> just to be like, hey, Chicago Bears. Hey, Bears fans. Yeah, yeah that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I was taken 10th overall in the 2017 which draft. Which is still pretty behind, good. Which is exactly, but it's just, you know, it's it's funny because there's no reason that that should bother Mahomes. It's no. not like he was Drew Locke where he got, you know, pushed to the second, second round. Yeah. And maybe that causes you to be motivated in a different way by it. He still ended up in a great situation, mm-hmm. you know, first round draft pick, top 10. But the fact that he 
you know, he sees what's out there. He right. knows the storylines going into the game. He knows the conversation. And he knows, you know, how, I guess, that draft class, especially amongst the quarterbacks, is mm-hmm. talked about. And that was just his little way of being like, all right, Trubisky, stick it see. to you. Stick. <laughs> Sticking it to you. It's, it's not quite Tom Brady pettiness because Brady likes to remind everybody he was a sixth rounder, which I it's fine. Well, you won it's your also six, annoying because you won your six Super Bowls. You have there's there's nothing you left. can't. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. It's like when the Patriots <laughs> last season was like, count us out. It's oh, like no God. one's counting you out. No one thinks that way. Did you see the tweet that Julian Edelman put out yeah, this morning? Well, it was it was a poster like a Star Wars poster of him and Brady. And it said, Star Wars, The Rise of Edelman. And I was like, okay, that's next level yeah. jerkiness. Until, until you've like taken, like taken had the ultimate fall. Yeah. There's no, By the way. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, Edelman's not a Hall of Famer. I, people try to make that case. No. Not even close. Not even close. Uh, Chiefs win 26-3. We're going to hear from Andy Reid, hopefully in just a couple of minutes. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes as well. We'll take your calls at 913-3810-810. Beard, should I risk taking a call, or should I wait? Wait. Okay, Beard's the same way. So, Butch, you're going to have to wait uh, just a couple of more minutes. Um, I did. You you were talking about the 40-yard touchdowns that we were used to. Uh, During the game, they noted that Andy Reid's offense has produced 12 touchdowns of 40 or more yards Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman have four each. McCole that, Hardman is impressive. And he did. McCole Hardman did he even have a catch tonight? He did not have a catch tonight. But with the limited amount of snaps that McCole Hardman gets, and the way he's been right. able to be so productive uh, in his rookie season with that is, I mean, he's. And that's the thing. He he embraces the opportunity. And, I mean, we ask Eric Bieniemy about this almost every week because McCall Hardman has been pretty consistent all season mm-hmm. that he, you know, you can keep talking about him week after week. And, I mean, he just says, like, the, the way he embraces the opportunity. But, yeah, he didn't get as many of those tonight. But mm-hmm. when the opportunity calls, he seems to answer. Yeah, no catches for Hardman. Uh, Kelsey, eight catches for 74 yards. Terrific again. Mm-hmm. He had that stretch in the Patriots game and the one before that where he wasn't quite himself. No, there was something a little bit off. There, was, were, there was some you know what? It was right after he turned 30. I don't know if you remember Maybe, that. It okay, was right after his 30th birthday. I can't remember who they played the next day, but he had a few drops uh, in that game. I and, then say he had the, like, and then he had the fumble yeah. against New England. No, and then last weekend was uh, against awesome. the Broncos. I, what was it, 170 yeah. yards, something yeah. crazy? No touchdowns, but still, like his T- ability to move the ball up the field is just remarkable. Eight catches, 74 yards for Kelsey. Tyreek Hill, five catches for 72 yards. A lot of uh, turn and cut up field. He was he was wide open, I, th- I believe, on every one of them. And they were trying to bracket. They were trying to bracket him like um, uh, Michael Thomas of the Saints. Well, everybody's trying to bracket him now, and not trying. I mean, they've been doing it for a while, but he gets his catches. Tyreek was bracketed, and he just he he has this stop step. And the defender just keeps running because he's afraid that he's going to take off for a 40-yarder. Yeah. And it happened again tonight. So Tyreek Hill gets five catches, 72 yards. Sammy Watkins, two catches for 28 on five targets. He had some drops. Sammy Watkins is – I'm not – when the Chiefs get into the playoffs, I'm not sure how much Patrick Mahomes is going to trust Sammy Watkins. If you want to put up a red flag in this game, Sammy Watkins drops again. Well, Sammy Watkins had his best game in week one. Yes. Against the Jags. And mm-hmm. and since then, haven't really seen 
much from him. And honestly, that game was really promising because going into the season, another kind of hang up that people had with Watkins was how injured he would get. It was like, okay, well, yeah, he start, he's doing well, but wait till week five and wait till he goes down and then you won't see him again. But, you know, they talked about how he found, uh, you know, a, a rehab routine that was working for him, kind of found the source of how to fix the injuries that he was dealing with. And everything was lining up to make everyone believe that, like, hey, this might be Sammy Watkins' year. He might be really making a case uh, to the Chiefs as to why they should bring him back for next season. But honestly, six, since week one, that just has not been the case. And just he doesn't seem to have the – whatever it is whether it's the chemistry with Mahomes or just when he does get the opportunity just doesn't really make a lot out of it but I mean he's still he's a strong physical presence he's you know I I think his impact maybe isn't totally you know shown on in his stat lines but Mm. you know he does demand attention from opposing teams defenses absolutely Chiefs win 26 to 3 in Chicago over the Bears uh, win number 11 a chance to get a number one seed next week if they beat the Chargers and the Patriots lose to the Dolphins. Again, highly unlikely that second part of that scenario is going to happen. Yeah. So we'll I'm not, not going to put any stock in that. I tell you what was great tonight against the Bears. I, you know, I'm talking about business trip and it wasn't all that exciting. Just, you know, going to Chicago, getting your win and coming home. The Chiefs on third down tonight were spectacular, especially on third and long. And I'll just roll through a couple of these third down uh, scenarios. First drive of the game, uh, third and 10, 17-yard pickup to Sammy Watkins, who climbed the ladder to get that. Just as I got s- done saying Sammy Watkins dropping the ball, mm-hmm. he had 17 yards. Uh, later in the drive on third and 17, a 19-yard pickup hitting the middle hash with Tyreek Hill. So it just it, it, third and five. Uh, right now we're going to go to Chicago and hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Spencer Ware and, and Breland from Southern, they uh, tweaked their shoulders, both of them. So We'll just see how it goes. I think we'll play and keep going. But other than that, we came out came out healthy. I'm proud of Matt and the job that he's done uh, with this team. And um, you know, it's uh, it's a process. So and he's he's going about doing it the right way. And you know, he's been unfortunate plagued with some injuries, and, and that's cost him cost him a little bit. But other than that, he's done a nice job. I'm proud of our guys and our coaches for the job they did. It's this team hasn't been. Uh, beat by more than really uh, eight points. Um, and I think it's eight out of the last nine games, seven out of the last eight games, something like that. It's uh, <clears throat> which is um, quite a feat um, uh, for our guys to rally it up um, at this time of the year and, and do what they did. <clears throat> Tyreek Hill and and um, uh, Kells had a nice day uh, catching the ball. Patrick obviously had a nice day throwing it. He had a couple TDs in there. I think maybe I'm most proud of is, is our, the job we did in the red zone. We came off a game that we were just okay, and um, we were able to put it down there. Um, time of possession was in our favor. Defense was unbelievable. I thought I think Spags had a great game plan, <clears throat> and the guys believe in it. So you're getting this this speed and, and uh, accurate tackling with this, uh, which is tough. Um, and then a couple fourth down stops that were. Those were tough to do in this league, and you know, we were able to bear down with that. It was great to have Suggs join us. So Bill did a nice job today. First couple times he was in, he got pressures on the quarterback, and <clears throat> that's a nice mix uh, for a guy that's probably a future Hall of Famer here. You know, so we're we're excited to have him on board. 
putt, uh, Bucker with a 56-yard uh, field goal there. Um, a lot of trust in him, so we felt like he was good from, and this is Dave Tobe, um, Dave felt he was good from the 40 uh, in, and, and so we were right there, and we were cutting it close, but it, uh, he drilled that thing and probably had a little bit of room there to spare, so <clears throat> it was good for him to, to get that. Anyways, all in all, good team win. Uh, proud of the guys. Um, it's a crazy week with Christmas coming up, but we wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, and um, we've got to get back to the grinder right when we land and kind of get things going here for this uh, coming game against the Chargers. So, with that time, Jerry. It's hard for even someone like me to be easily impressed with tonight's performance, but knowing, knowing that the team could have you know, let itself down, you know, obviously you still want to try to get the number uh, the number two seed, but how impressed were you defensively? I mean, two weeks in a row, the team was only giving up three points. Is this what you what you envision? You expect all the division of defense being and then with Terrell added to the mix, just makes the defense that much more special? Yeah, so, uh, well, I, you know, it's hard to predict the future in this business, but <clears throat> uh, Spags is a heck of a coach, and, and so you, you know his production from past uh, jobs and um, I've had a long-term relationship here with the guy, so I've, I've known him for quite a few years and, and understand the scheme that he has, and you know, it's a pretty solid scheme. So <clears throat> it's just a matter of the players buying into it and, and, uh, and then him being able to add to it every week. And, and that's a compliment to both Spags as coaches and the players for trusting in it. And things didn't start off great, uh, but he was able to keep adding a bit here and there. And, uh, because the guys work ethic, ability to study and learn. Um, and then Brett, for uh, when guys went down, we lost two good defensive ends. Brett went out and uh, did his thing and bringing people in. So, uh, you know, my hat's off to him and his, his uh, staff there. Andy, uh, you talked about the red zone, uh, better in the red zone tonight. Any more of an emphasis to, the emphasis to get that going this week? <clears throat> uh, not necessarily. I mean, we're, we're always looking to score there. But uh, it, um, you know, we did good. I'm not going to say the extra emphasis, but because um, we always emphasize the red zone, but uh, I thought our execution was good there. How important is it to get that number two seed? Yeah, listen, if we get it, uh, that's great. If we don't, uh, we'll be ready for that too. So we don't, uh, you know, it's not in our hands necessarily there. So, um, you know, we'll, whatever we get. When you're when you're in the dance, uh, you gotta be ready to dance, and you gotta do it well. So, but you're playing to win against the Chargers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. And when, would you say, coach, that the way that they've been playing, that they've already they're already in that playoff mode, they're already in the playoff mentality, following the break? Uh, I, yeah. I'm. Listen, we we gotta finish the season, and then then we'll get into that. But. Um, you know, they're, they're confident in one another, which I appreciate as a head coach. And um, and so that that's the most important thing at this time of the year for where we're sitting. Uh, we've got to finish, take care of business. And uh, and we know the Chargers can be an explosive football team, so we understand that. So And they're well coached. And, that, and so we got to make sure that, um, you know, we do our thing. Andy, was this a tough week, just trying to get ready to play against Matt, knowing that he knows you and you know him pretty well? Well, I was expecting anything and everything, so uh, um, I, I figured he'd bring it all out, and uh, he, he brought out a few things. So, um, 
but we prepared for that. And, uh, it's only it's a little different, you know, when you're playing your guys, one of your guys, and uh, but you once a once the kickoff takes place and you're you're going, it's uh it's it's the game. You know, my eyes don't get too far off the game plan sheet, so I'm not looking at Matt to call plays, and he's not looking at me to call plays. So um, you know, we just we roll and then we love each other up afterwards. But for those couple hours, you know, we're gonna try to beat each other up a little bit. Pat uh, seemed to be kind of fired up to play against this particular opponent, I guess because of their, the quarterback was drafted ahead of him. Did you sense anything during the week or maybe even tonight that this game was getting a little bit? No, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, things go on during the draft that are crazy, and I'm not, who knows what, who said what. And, you know, so <clears throat> I, I, I didn't notice that he was all that fired up for it, no, but I mean, other than having an opportunity to play, he gets. Uh, let me put it: he gets fired up every week. So I don't want to slight that, but I didn't notice, a, a, you know, an extra amount of being fired up. If you can measure that. What does it say about him when he's at his career? When this is kind of a game like tonight is kind of the baseline. This is not even particularly special. Yeah, um, I, you know, I think it was a good, solid performance. Um, he had some unbelievable throws in the, you know, in the mix there that, I mean, not a lot of guys can do. Um, so he showed that part of his game. Um, he showed the toughness part when 52's bearing down on you. He hung in there and, you know, I thought our offense line did a pretty good job against him, but he's going to make, we, we know him. We, we've had to go against him the last few years, so we know how explosive he is. But, um, you know, he, he, he hung in there and stayed tough with that. So, but I, I thought it was a Overall, it was a good job. Now, listen, I, you get the next question just because of that jacket. Did. <laughs> uh, so if you say, you know, looking back on the season as a whole to now, this is one of the more complete games that you've had. Yeah, I think, listen, the last couple of weeks, I felt like we've, we've done that. I mean, I've stood up here and told you in the last three weeks that um, I've been impressed with the, the, the group, uh, everybody contributing and uh, staying aggressive and making plays. And, you know, I, I can't say enough about the growth of our defense, um, and, and you know, we're, we're staying consistent. It was nice to get the run game going a little bit today, and I think that helps. Last two, BJ. Coach, on the run game, just see Davey Williams to get it back in there. Just seems the way he runs provides a spark. Just the way he runs, just yeah. wasn't to get it back in there. Yeah, and listen, he, he did a nice job. I mean, all kinds of room for improvement. He knows that. Just getting his timing back and all, but it'll be all right. Yeah. Last one. Pat's talked the last couple of weeks just about his health for one and just stepping up in the pocket and not drifting. It seems like there were a few of those big plays you made tonight where it kind of throws off the wrong foot and stepping up in the pocket. Is yeah. Well, oh, when you play a good defense run, you're going to have to move a little bit sometimes. So it's, uh, um, I thought he did a nice job when he had to move, moving. Uh, when he had to, when, you know, when he was needed to step up, I thought he did a good job there. Um, you know, I, I thought overall it was. Pretty good performance. Yeah, real good performance, actually. All right, thank you. Okay, good. Chiefs head coach Andy Reid talking after the 26-3 victory over the Bears in Chicago. Andy Reid postgame press conference brought to you by 360 Vodka. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, grab a bottle of 360 Vodka for your next tailgate or watch party. 360 Vodka is the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and has your game day cocktails covered all season long. Andy Reid also brought to you by the KC Grilling Company. KC Grilling Company, located at Olathe at 159th and Merlin, your one-stop shop for all your tailgating needs. Stop by and check out 
KC Grilling Company or go to kcgrilling.com. We're on standby for Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. That will be coming up momentarily, usually a couple of minutes after the uh, head coach gets done. So before we take your calls, Butch and Travis, you'll hang on uh, for just a few more minutes and we'll get Patrick Mahomes in, then we'll get to you. So a couple of things that uh, it stood out there. It, he was asked about going against Matt Nagy, his, mm-hmm. for his, his protege, I guess and said he was expecting anything and everything and saw a few things. I don't think he saw as much as he thought he was going to see. When he said that, I kind of was like, you know, I he was being nice. coach speak, he's like, I was expecting to see anything and everything. Saw a couple of things. It's like, oh. <laughs> it was that, Honestly, that's kind of like, you know, your your parent, like, being disappointed in your performance at, like, your like mm. youth soccer game or your youth, like, basketball game. Mm. It's like, you know, son, I was expecting to see this and – saw a couple of things yeah. <laughs> that was bad that was not what All you right. want to hear let's go back to chicago and hear from chiefs quarterback patrick mahomes a really good defense uh they have a lot of great players they throw a lot of different coverages and blitzes at you and i felt like we did a good job of taking what was there whenever we got opportunity to take shots we did and then when when they got us we got to try to get the ball in my hand and, and get it to god to make plays in space Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was just out there having fun. I mean, me and my teammates, we were going out. We had a big score before the half, and I was just trying to enjoy it. I mean, you see me play every – I play with emotion, and I like to go out there and just have fun with my teammates. Did you know, was that something you thought about during the week? Would do? No, not, not at all. I, honestly, I don't think about celebrations and stuff like that. I leave that to Tyreek and, and Kelsey and those guys. And, and uh, I just kind of go out there and just enjoy the moment. And uh, that's that's kind of who I am is I, I play with a lot of passion, and I, I like to go out there and just be out there with those guys. I don't know if there's necessarily a meaning. I was just kind of just in the moment and, and just enjoy, and just enjoying it. I mean, we, we kind of had a big score there uh, with Dustin coming off the, the rough and the punter and then getting the first down and scoring before half, knowing you're getting the ball out of, out of, out of the second half. Uh, I knew it was a big moment in the game, and uh, you have to take advantage when you get opportunities in the red zone against that defense. You can, you can do that after any touchdown in any stadium. Uh, why here? Why, why did that come out of your career, do you think? I don't know. I don't know why a lot, a lot of things come out when I do celebrations, uh, but uh, I just kind of try to just go out there and enjoy it. Uh, and I know I can't dance or anything like that, so I leave that to the receivers, and I just do, do what I can do. No, I mean, I think anyone that, that goes about it and as a competitor wants to be uh, the first guy, but you know that you 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 know that there's a process to it, and, you, and not everyone's going to be picked first. And I got ended up in a great situation in Kansas City, a uh, situation where I wanted to be at some uh, organization that that's kind of taken me and, and made me the best player that I, I could be at this time. And so I'm, I'm I'm just excited that I'm here now, and I was able to go out there and find a way to win a football game. Patrick, I'll tell you this: Are you are you impressed? Uh, are you comfortable with it? Yeah, I mean, I think we're building. I think that's been the biggest thing you've seen these last four to five to six weeks. I mean, we really just took this process of building each and every week. Uh, the defense, you can see the steady improvement every single week and how they're not letting up any any week. And then offensively, we're trying to start to get back on track to where we were at the beginning of the season. I think that comes with a lot of healthy guys getting back in the, getting back in the flow of things, and we're kind of building that chemistry that we had at the beginning of the season. And so I'm just excited that we're kind of moving offense, defense, special teams in, in the right direction. Being on the sidelines, what did you see uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he was around the he was around the play. I mean, that's what you expect when you get a guy of that caliber, of that talent. Uh, is no matter if it was a run play, uh, if he was pass rushing or whatever he was doing, he was always in the mix of making plays. And and so I think as he gets more and more knowledge of this this defense and learns it more, I think you'll see him getting more and more involved. Yeah, I think it's it's more trying to just find any way possible to get the ball to those receivers, tight ends, and, and running backs, and let them make plays. Uh, the one where I was kind of ran the kind of the read option with the option to throw as well. I, I ran to the left, and the, I think it was Big Forty Seven was out there, and he had his hands up, and I knew I couldn't get it to Blake, but I, I needed to find a way to do it, and so I, I just dropped his sidearm. And I think that just comes with stuff that we've worked on training camp all the way throughout the season. So those guys are ready for that type of stuff, and I'm just gonna try to find a way to get them the, the football. Yeah, yeah, I think it takes a, a great mindset in that running back room. Uh, whenever whoever it is, numbers gets called, they're coming up and stepping up and making plays. And so that, that comes with the, the mentality they have in that running back room as they're preparing themselves each and every week, uh, preparing themselves each and every week to, to be ready to go. And then whenever they're getting their opportunity, they're making plays. Can you take us through the touchdown run, what you saw and how it opened up for you? Yeah, so we kind of had a, a little bit of a flood type concept to the right, and uh, I, as I, I saw the D line stunning, and they were kind of like trying to butch, I guess you would, what we call it, on Kels and, and disrupt his timing. I just saw the whole left side open up with their two man scheme that they had going on, and so uh, w once I saw that and I saw that I could kind of make a run for it, I was expecting them to just try to get a first down, but they really opened up, and I was able to get in the end zone. What did you say to the Trubisky after the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I told him what I, what I used to tell him. I mean, the quarterback talking about a good game, everything like that. I mean, he's a good guy, a great guy who works extremely hard. And so I respect him and his game. And uh, we, we see each other sometimes in the off season, and I'll be sure to catch up with him then. Do you feel like you have a rivalry with him and Watson? I don't know if it's necessarily a rivalry. Any quarterback you play with in this league, you want to you wanna go out there and win, of course. Uh, and so... I mean, it's not a robbery, I guess you would say, but it, it is competitive, and you want to go out there and be the best. And every time you step on the field, a couple more guys. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a he's a great football player. The, able, the way he's able to, to catch the ball in the backfield, run the ball out of the backfield, and also block. I mean, he can really do everything. And so for us uh, to have him back is just another asset that we can throw out in that offense that can help us spread the defense out and uh, hopefully uh, keep us rolling and moving in a positive direction. Last question. Uh, Patrick, was preparation any different this week going up against Coach Nagy with his history in Kansas City? Uh, I mean, other than the, I think a few code words that you have to kind of change because we have very similar lingo as we as we go about it. Uh, it was pretty much the same. Uh, they got us on a blitz that that they hadn't shown before, and I can just I, I could probably tell Nags Nag knew knew a little bit about it. So uh, they got us on that. But other than that, I mean, I thought we did a good job of just kind of having plays that were good versus everything. Their defense, uh, like I said, is a really really good defense. And uh, they do a lot of different things. And so we just executed and found ways to kind of move it uh, down the field. Nags. <laughs> I love that. That's Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. This press conference is presented by Good Sense. Good Sense, founded 30 years ago right here in Kansas City and couldn't be more proud of their hometown. They know how to be truly good at something. you got to be working hard. And it just makes good sense to have Patrick Mahomes as part of the team. So there is your Chiefs. Uh, quarterback there a couple of things here I'm talking about celebrations when he was counting to 10 on his fingers signifying his he dodged his those questions boy like he bullets. did he and uh never gonna call a man a liar but he said i didn't think about it i don't work on celebrations i'll leave that to tyree kill and kelsey that was planned out that was planned
No doubt in my mind. No doubt. But let's hear what the callers have to say about this. <laughs> we we, we're getting a lot of comments. Everyone is excited to just hear their fellow <clears throat> Chiefs fans yes. just burst with excitement about this one. So, And by the way, we're going to have more from the locker room uh, throughout yes. the show. Darren Smith is our man in Chicago, so we'll hear from more from the Chiefs players. After their 26-3 win over the Bears, now 11-4, the Chiefs have won five in a row and six of their last seven. That's what you call being in the right place, going before, into the right time of the season. Before we go to the calls, we sure. were talking about what that points-per-game average is now that they held the Bears to just three points, hmm. 9.6. under Over the last five games. Over the last five games. Wow. Right? This is the right time of the season. You want to be right there. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Butch has been holding for more than 30 minutes. Butch, you are up first here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Ladies and gentlemen, how about those Chiefs? How about yeah. them? <laughs> hey, isn't that nice? I know that. Hey, you're absolutely right. I thought we, the fans, were the only ones who bought into narratives pregame. Turns out that the players know, too. Patrick Mahomes holding up that 10, looking up to Ryan Pace in the press box. Ryan Pace, that's 10 fingers for every year. that You're going to have to sit, when you lose your job in Chicago, you're going to have to sit and think to yourself, oh, man, why didn't I draft Patrick Mahomes? Oh, man, I could still have a job right now in the NFL. Had I just drafted Patrick Mahomes, what happened? Yeah, buddy, you saw it on the field. That's what happened. Look, that feeling that we have that you felt when you were watching that game of not being worried, of feeling content from quarter to quarter, that's the mark of championship play right there. How about Andy Reid? The play calling was one thing I wanted to see how it would evolve right before we got to the playoffs. How much would we give teams to chew on right before we get to the playoffs when they look at that tape? And we gave them all sorts of stuff, y'all. We gave them under the under center handoff going for five to six pop. We had Travis Kelsey in motion from odd formations. We had stack. We had even. We had single back. We had five wide. We were getting them. We were getting a good defense any way we wanted to we had them we had a good defense i don't think we'll see a better defense in the tournament than what we just played on soldier field this is a very good step in the right direction for what's going to be in my opinion ultimately three role playoff wins on our way to the super bowl and how about it as well i'll leave you with this i'll let you discuss this one patrick mahomes had numerous chances where he could have taken a shot down the field and thrown an interception did he do that? No. What did he do instead? He took what he had to get, even though it didn't lead to a first down. couple penalties happened, a run into the kicker, and you still get touchdown. That's how you know you're good, ladies and gentlemen. Go Chiefs. Hey, Butch, thank you very much. Appreciate your phone call here. Butch leaves the line open if you want to get in, 913-3810-810. Uh, Butch mentioned the Bears' defense, and look, they're banged up. They were missing one of their top players today. And Khalil Mack, he's not going to show up on the stat sheet but he was in the Chiefs' backfield a lot. He was there. Yeah, he made his presence known. But he couldn't get to Mahomes. Couldn't get to Mahomes. <laughs> and he was chipping. They had him chipping Travis Kelsey a lot as well. And Kelsey was able to get to that next level and get open. But uh, Khalil Mack, one of the best. And Andy Reid said, you know, we used to see him twice a year in Oakland. Mm-hmm. And for whatever dumb, whatever dumb, reason. dumb reason Oakland had to trade him, whatever. Didn't want to be there. But he was good. He just couldn't get to Mahomes. It's Mahom- also just one person. Like yes. it's one part of a defense that just couldn't even if you have that one good player, they'll have some good moments, but throughout an entire game that's a long time to to hold a team as as one player. Right. And Mahomes is also he's continuing to do uh what Josh and I were talking about a couple of weeks ago. The, there were some concerns about Mahomes being a little bit too quick to get out of the pocket. 
not staying up. He's doing a better job of stepping up in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He now he was flushed reasonably well tonight, so he had to roll out a few times and yeah. and the uh, sideline pass he made to pick up 17 yards to uh, uh, it was Spencer Ware who was yeah. on the sidelines and Mahomes had somebody breathe, breathing down his neck and I was like oh, he's throwing this away right he's like a yard and a half from the sideline nope I'm gonna zip it down for a 13 yard pickup to Spencer Ware, who just got here a couple of weeks ago, but better stuff when he steps up in the pocket and yeah. not getting what we call the happy feet. Yeah, and the- and that was a point of emphasis for Mahomes, mm-hmm. right, in this in this offseason and even just in, this, in these early games, and you're seeing that improvement happening week in and week out. And I almost wondered, too, the time that he spent on the sidelines, like with his injury, kind of watching the game from a new perspective – how that might have helped him as well in that, you know, that growing phase. Because he's still, you know, again, he's a second-year starting quarterback. Right. It's easy to forget that because he's right. Patrick Mahomes. And it was an odd note, and I'm going to get back to the phone calls here. It was an odd note during the game that I hadn't thought a lot about, but Chris Collinsworth brought it up, and it was a good point. Mitchell Trubisky did not start a lot of college games. Yeah. And this was the knock on Mark Sanchez coming out of USC. When Pete Carroll was his coach, he, said, he warned Sanchez, you have not played enough games. People who don't play enough games – don't have success in the NFL. Now, Sanchez did play in a couple of AFC championship games, mm-hmm. but his career was pretty short. Yeah. And Trubisky, just now, and he's been the starter for three seasons now. I think he's, he came in partway through his first year, but he's been two full seasons plus most of the first. He's just now played in as many games in college and the NFL as Mahomes has played just in the NFL. Wow. Mahomes played a ton in college. Yeah. No, so, I, that— I didn't know There's that. That's be, an yes. interesting. It's true. I mean, you can see it, though. I mean, you need that experience, even if it is college. And obviously, college is different than the NFL, but it's still. you got to start. You have to start. Yep. Although, Tom Brady didn't start a lot. Well, and he'll, he'll <laughs> let you know. Right. Remind it all you comes too, back right? to Tom Brady, right? <laughs> uh, let's go to uh, line three and bring in Travis. Travis, thank you for waiting. You're on the Chiefs postgame show, Sports Radio 810 WHB. What's up, Travis? Hi, how are you doing? Um, have a. I have a question for you. Sure. Is Patrick's contract up after the end of this year? No, he has one more year on the rookie deal. And then does New England still play Baltimore this year in the regular season? No, New England plays Miami next week. That's their last regular season game. And then, well, we already know that we're going to have to go to Baltimore in the playoff, right? We don't know that yet. It won't be settled until next week. Okay, then after next week's games are over? Yes, because there's a chance the Chiefs could get the two seed. But eventually, there's a slim chance. But eventually, if Baltimore wins throughout the playoffs and the Chiefs win throughout the playoffs, the Chiefs would have to go to Baltimore for the AFC championship game. Unless they lose. That makes me very nervous. (laughs) All righty, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Hey, Travis, thank you very much. That opens the line at 913-3810-810. That's 913-3810-810. Yeah, and right now, just a, a quick comment before we take a timeout. I'm not worried about anybody right now at all. Because when you get in the playoffs, every team is going to be a good team. Most yep. teams are going to be good teams. Nobody scares me. Now, do I have concerns about the Ravens? Do I have concerns about the Patriots because they're the Patriots? Sure. Yeah. But nobody scares me at this point. Well, and that's just that's supposed to be right. Be. It's the best of the best. Yes, like that's, you are the last teams standing. You're going to face quality competition. It's whether or not it, it's forgetting about what they bring to the table, what their strengths are, what they're good at, and looking at what you know the Chiefs have. If we're just you know looking inward here in Kansas City, it's looking at what the team has. And again, like I said, 
the adversity that they've faced this season, that makes me a lot more confident. I think the team, like Mahomes has said, like Reed has said, Reed mentioned in his press conference, uh, that he's really liking the, the chemistry with the team, that the guys trust each other. Mm-hmm. That's huge. And then Mahomes saying that, that each week they're building on things. Last season, the, the defense never built on anything. No. It was constantly waiting for Eric Berry to get back for whatever reason because then when he did come back, it wasn't there wasn't the impact that you know the team was expecting. Whether you know, no matter how good he was as a leader on the sidelines or in the locker room, you need someone on the field who can right. do the, who can do both, and that's what Tyron Matthews bringing. He's yeah. bringing that leadership, and then just looking at the way that the offense is is kind of finally getting back into that rhythm that they were struggling mm-hmm. to find, um, especially with Mahomes dealing with all those mm-hmm. injuries. He's healthy at the perfect time, which is I think the biggest key for the Chiefs going forward. All right, on that note, we'll take a quick timeout. Tony, Brian, and Tommy Moe, if you'll sit tight, we'll get to your phone calls, 913-3810-810. The uh, Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB, brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Play it forward. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers game at the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. My name is Brad Porter. Alex Trost is here. Beards McFly is running the show. Chiefs win 26-3 over the Bears. Back after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Third down and five for the Chiefs at the 12 of the Bears. No score. Big rush to the outside. Mahomes will scramble. He's at the 10. He's at the 5. Touchdown! Kansas City! Patrick Mahomes runs it in from 12 yards. And the Chiefs get a touchdown on their first drive of the game. We raise a toast to Patrick Mahomes on his first rushing touchdown of the season. 23 passing total in 2019. Tullamore is the original triple-blended, smooth-sipping Irish whiskey made exactly for these great moments in fandom. Please drink Tullamore responsibly. I didn't even realize that was that was Mahomes' first rushing touchdown of the season. That it feels like it's not. It right? feels like it's not. But the stat I'm, I'm reading, hmm, I'm gonna have to double check that because that doesn't sound right. That's what it's. I might be reading that wrong. No, it's 2019, one touch. Double check that because this might not be updated. We're doing a stat check. Okay, we're doing a stat check. But two more do. There you go, Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Joshua Briscoe is not here. He probably took that bottle of two more do that he had with him to on his trip to Florida. My name is Brad Porter. Ali Trost is here. Beards McFly is running the show. Chiefs beat the Bears twenty six to three, eleven and four now on the season. Five straight wins for your Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes had a rushing touchdown against the Raiders. That's right. In week 13. Okay, so that hadn't been updated. So, okay. But so, either way. Either way. Only another two. rushing touchdown. <laughs> there we go. Wide open. There, and I, I thought it was funny in Patrick Mahomes' postgame press conference, and I'm going to get right back to the calls here, he was asked about the rushing touchdown and what he saw on the play. And Mahomes said, well, we had a flood zone right. We had everybody over there, and I kind of rolled out, and I saw 47 was going to – I was going to try to hit Blake Bell, but 47 was in my way, and – so I, you know, I saw a little space and took off. No, what he saw was nothing, because there was nobody there. Yeah, there was nobody for the Bears there. No, it. <laughs> that was a that was the equivalent of a free play. It. What a, just a horrible breakdown by the Bears defense <laughs> on that one. Like, I've never the key was so wide open he could have just could have walked that one in. Yes. Didn't even really even need to exert as much energy as he did. Twelve yards, easy, easy, easy. All right, uh, if you want to jump in, 913-3810-810. Let's go to line one and bring in Tony. Tony, what's up? You're on the Chiefs postgame show, Sports Radio 810 WHB. 
Hey, guys, love the show. Um, you know, one of the things that I just wanted to bring up is that one of the things at this point of the year, it seems like, is not who the necessarily the best or most talented teams are, although I think that we are one of them, but who is playing the best? And I think that this team, you start to see a lot of cohesion, a lot of trust, a lot of mutual trust, and that didn't happen last year. Uh, I think specifically late in the year, you know, even with the two-point con- conversion with the Chargers that nobody even knew who, who to cover. And looking at the Browns today with people and Mark Andrews running wide open, the steepest isn't like that. It seems like they're playing fast, that there's a lot of trust with one another. And that gives me hope when it comes into January. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on maybe just momentum going in, the trust with everybody, the cohesion, and playing complimentary football with both the defense and offense. Thanks, guys. Hey, Tony, thank you very much. Appreciate the phone call. And I'm trying to remember that two-point conversion against the Chargers in which the Chiefs left a receiver uncovered. I believe that was the game when I blew my cork because I think the Chiefs called a timeout before that play. They were not ready. So they called a timeout and were still unprepared for what they were going to see. Was that the play where Frank Clark wasn't on the field? In t- or it might have been also 10 minutes on that the field. Was another, it might have been both. <laughs> which we've also seen. But, you know, I, Tony, I agree that I think, especially in these recent weeks and what we're seeing, and I just want to call out another stat here uh, that's just pretty incredible, especially for Chiefs fans who have been fans for a very long time and haven't seen this, at least in the last two decades. Chiefs have allowed 31 points in the last four games, as we know. That is the fewest points allowed by the Chiefs in a four-game span since the 1997 Chiefs, who allowed 29. Wow. It's crazy. But they, and that and, was a team that a lot of people, we all expected to go to the Super Bowl yeah. in 97. But, you know, Tony, kind of like you're saying, there, you know, there's a cohesiveness, there's trust that wasn't there last season. I think there are a lot more assignment sound, too. I know, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of what we're seeing now, too, I think is a lot more of a comfort with mm-hmm. in confidence in the in the game plan and what Spags is putting together. Spags is understanding his players a bit more now and what he has, what he can call. And I think you're seeing that. You're seeing a little bit more creativity. You're seeing just smart and complete execution. You, when the t- when the game comes down to a final drive and the defense is on the field, you're not worried. Right. Which is a, an odd feeling, especially compared to last season. The way I've described the defense over the last four to five weeks is going back to the first of the season. First of the season, everybody was like, okay, we've got a new system here with Steve Spagnola. Not really sure what to do. Not really sure where we're supposed to be. Not really sure what the assignment is. But the last five weeks, it's been more of less thinking, more just reacting and playing naturally. Mm -hmm. They just look more natural. It it, It doesn't look like they're having to try. Now look, I don't want to say they're not trying hard, but they don't look like they have to try as hard as they did the first two months of the season. Yeah. They're just playing. Well, and it's funny because we actually talked to Reggie Ragland about that um, a few weeks ago. I want to say it was after the Titans loss. And it was when the team, you know, kind of finally started turning things around again. And he was like, man, we were just thinking too much. We were just thinking too much. There we much. go. And, you know, you don't want to boil it down to being as simple as just not overthinking it because football is its a lot more complicated than just that. You yes. have to – there's a lot of prep work that goes into just being able to play – like simply and smart you have to you know have all the prep work and all the you know understanding of the game plan and you know what your team is trying to do and knowing the players around you in order to play that way but really I think what you're seeing is a team that's just a lot more confident they know what they're supposed to go out and do Mm -hmm. it's simple you know so many players have you know not outwardly compared 
playing under Spagnola, at least defensively, comparing that to Bob Sutton. But what a lot of them will just say is that it's an easy game. It's easy to understand and it's easy to execute. And then once you, you put the mental part aside and you just start playing freely and confidently, you're going to find success. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing. And, you know, you don't want to boil this whole thing down to either that, you know, it's it's not about, you know, all of like the the technicalities and things like that. But just to kind of, you know, speak to the other side of it, the emotional side, I guess you could say. A lot of it does have to do with, you know, the passion, the drive, the dedication, the just wanting to simply go out there and make the play. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing a lot more of that, too. This this defense has a toughness that we've never seen before. And you look at Frank Clark and what he's battled through on the field, not even playing at full strength or full, full health. Injuries aside, this guy was having problems from an appendectomy mm-hmm. and was out on the football field making plays. That, to me, is setting an example for this entire entire defense. And Clark has also said, too, playing with a guy like Tyron Matthew, he said he's played with a lot of you know seasoned vets, a lot of great leaders in his time in the NFL. Well, he in said, Seattle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not many people, or not, you know, even still, Tyron Matthew, he's like, not a lot of teams can, you know, find leaders like that. Mm-hmm. And the way that the team really <laughs> listens when he talks, I mean – I don't know if you can even measure the impact that Tyron Matthews made on this defense. My only knock on this game tonight, and it involves Frank Clark because he did it a couple of times, and the defensive line was quit jumping off sides. The unabated to the quarterback calls. There were four or five of them in the game. That's my only knock. Penalties <laughs> were a bit of an issue. Yeah, Nine, it's, 71 it's my yards. Yeah, that's, my, good, that's a but... knock. But you mentioned Tyron Matthew, and I'll just say this real quick. They did a... Uh, video montage during the game of Tyron Matthew and everywhere he is on the field uh, he's blitzing no he's dropping back he's dropping back no he's blitzing he's covering the middle no he's covering the slot man to man he was everywhere everywhere and it was and that's what when you're talking about playing freely and not thinking about it he's just flowing yeah now, he's reading like the game and he, yeah, he knows and where he needs to be it's a flow and he, he I had to laugh there was the one play where he was lined up to blitz on the outside, mm. and he ran right into the back of Terrell Suggs, and he was like, okay, not getting to the quarterback. I'm going to fall back, and then the pass went over his head, and he tried to leap up. He was eight feet over his head. He wasn't going to get there, but yeah. I just thought it was funny, but he did have a, a nice little reaction. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Let's go to uh, line two and talk to Brian. Brian, you're on the Chiefs postgame show, Sports Radio 810 WHB. What's up, Brian? Oh, I didn't. That's that line two where the button – it was not working on any shows this week. Okay, now we got it. Brian, go ahead. Hey, how you guys doing? First time uh, caller. Thanks for calling. You're doing in. great. Hey, uh, I just you guys are nails on what I was thinking. Uh, I, I love the Chiefs and you know, all the Patrick Mahomes and and and, and that dance, and I, I love it. Uh, but I really am proud of the defense. And uh, I actually was I didn't get to watch the whole game, so I was kind of one your take on how Suggs did. I didn't get a chance to really see him play, but uh, what I what I did get to see uh, as far as the defense, I'm so proud of this defense that uh, that uh, uh, that we have now. Uh, you know, it, we come so far from where we were last year, you know, giving up three points the last two games and then 12 to the Patriots. I, I think we've come a long, long way. And I would, I will say that uh, the Honey Badger, he's got a right to uh, be a little upset. That guy is an All-Pro starter. 
Absolutely. 100%, Brian. Hey, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Um, you wanted thoughts on Terrell Suggs, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, I didn't get a chance to see him play. I was, I was curious on your take, uh, how you think he's going to help us or – or, uh, you know, what he, how, how he did this game or, you know, in the playoffs. Okay. Hey, Brian, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Um, I, I thought Suggs was good, not great. Yeah, I mean. He, his, he, made, he chased down Trubisky one, one time that I remember. Uh, he was in on a couple of other plays. So, there good, was not the, great. There was the one where he, was, fine. he and Frank Clark kind of combined um, to put pressure uh, on third down and force the punt. That was, you know, a good play. I think, you know. Andy Reid said it. Patrick Mahomes kind of said it too. He was around the plays. He was, you know, get, he was active, which I think, you know, this was his first game in a Chiefs uniform. So I think we'll see a lot more um, from him as, you know, these next, as, you know, gets those last regular season game in with the Chargers, get some more practice with the team. I think that'll help, you know, just understanding the, the playbook better and, and, you know, what the expectation is of him. And then also when they start to see what ways they can utilize him and, and where he can really be effective. So um, I think we'll see a lot more but I think overall I give him B plus you know it's Bears only scored three points so it's hard to say you know it's not like he you know had some huge breakdown and let some some horrible play or like missed tackles or anything I thought he was solid mm-hmm. absolutely um we're gonna go to the locker room speaking of Terrell Suggs perfect timing because Beards just brought me the list of locker room sound that Darren Smith has sent to us and Terrell Suggs is one of those players. The Locker Room Report is brought to you by Continental Siding. Whether it's football or home improvement projects, you want to be a part of a winning team at Continental Siding Company. Continental Siding Supply, giving lifetime warranties on siding and windows for 34 years. See it for yourself at smartsiding.com. Inside the Chiefs Locker Room in Chicago, here is the newly acquired Terrell Suggs. Terrell, what kind of a whirlwind has it just been shifting gears? And obviously we know you get home. That's what you do. Um... It hasn't really been a whirlwind, you know. It hasn't really shift gears, you know. At the end of the day, it's just football, you know. Um, but it is really exciting, you know, to um, kind of join this team and, you know, the, the swagger that they're playing with and the confidence and the energy, like, that felt really good. What that felt of, really good. Excuse me, what kind of impact do you think, given your savvy and your leadership, you can have on this group at this stage? Um, you know, just pretty much just help the team, you know, win as, as any way I can, you know what I mean, and kind of see it from the outside looking in. You know, um, but it, it's not much I can do. They were in the AFC Championship last year. You know what I mean? All the thing I can do is just try to help us get back there and help us, you know, actually punch the ticket this time. You know? Terrell, uh, rank this defense. You've been a part of some, some good defenses in the past. Where do you see this defense and how good do you see them? Um, this have uh, tremendous personnel, as you well see. And, you know, in Spagnuolo, Coach Spags, he, he's calling a, a very great game, you know, and uh, – like I said, it's just been it's been really um, humbling and flattering to get to join this team, you know, especially you know how they've already been playing. You know, they've won the West two years in a row now. And I'm, I'm not sure if it's, it's I know it's two years in a row. I don't know four, if it, four. it's four years in a row. Boy, it's balling. See, I'm just <laughs> I'm just an added addition, man, to already moving train now. So, um, good start and um, on the next week. I know you said that. Couple more guys. The, the welcome. The welcome. When you got there, it was good. But yeah. Game day so different. It was. It's all been the same. It's all been the same. Like you know, it's it's, it's been overwhelming, and um, it's been very flattering. Like I said, I'm, I'm I'm very honored to like join this team in their role, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Are you thankful that the Arizona Cardinals gave you an opportunity to <laughs> you know to finish at least this season out? 
Yeah, that's kind of. I don't, I don't even know how to answer that. It's not an awkward question, but yeah, I guess I'm going to my family on that one. Thank you. That is uh, newly acquired Chiefs defensive end Terrell Suggs talking about the game against the Bears and his addition to the Chiefs. And the reason that last answer was a little awkward is uh, he was asked about, was it, was it, were you happy that the Cardinals cut you loose so you could go have a chance to play for a winner? And the reason it's awkward, I think most people know this, but just so you know, uh, he lives in Arizona, yeah. grew up in Arizona, went to Arizona State, and so he kind of ended his career there. Um, his family all lives there, so it's, and he's already won. Yes, know? and he's, he's got... already won. So <laughs> it's it's awkward, but I get I get what he's saying. But yes, he he is going out. He's going to be going out on a with a winning team. It just needs to be a Super Bowl winning team, right? And, and you know, he's a everyone who plays in the NFL is a competitor. You mm-hmm. know, even if you're you're 37, you're a vet, or if you're just starting out and you're a 22 year old rookie. Um, but yeah. A lot of players, mm-hmm. ideally, it doesn't happen for many right. but for, in any sport. A lot of them like to go home if they can yeah. and, and, and you know, settle down there. But, yeah. you know, we're happy to have Terrell yes. Suggs. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't say much about his role necessarily. I thought it was hilarious when he didn't even know that the Chiefs won the AFC West. Not once, not twice, but four times in a row. <laughs> right. He was kind of shocked well, by that. Well, why would but, you? Division, but, I mean, there's... Yeah, eight teams a year that win division titles. You don't keep track yeah, of exactly. every other team's division. It was just titles. his reaction to <laughs> it, was, it was really funny. But you know, just you know, hearing him say he wants to help him punch the ticket, he's honored and humbled to join the team. And um, I, I think everything we've heard, even just in the the days and even hours following uh, him joining the team earlier this past week, to now, sounds like as a as a culture fit, he's fitting in just fine. Let's just hope he doesn't go back to Arizona until late February, mid to late yes. February. Then, then he can go back home yes. and enjoy his time and then in, the, it, it, in, in a much nicer uh, weather yes. than he would have. Spring here. training, taking some spring training yeah, games. Yeah, why not? Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. If you want to jump in, 913-3810-810. That's 913-3810-810. Chiefs beat the Bears 26-3. to Tommy Moe is next on line four. Tommy Moe, what's up? Hey, not much. I've uh, noticed these last five weeks as our uh, defense has stiffened and played very physical ball at the defensive line. Uh, our buddy down in Illinois hasn't called us, has he, Brad? No, and I'm, I was drawing a blank on his name earlier because normally it's, Gary, that's hey, right. Hey, Allie, this guy, he's, his he's, name, his he's name the first, is called Gary. Gary, yeah, he's usually the first one to call in and complain after wins. But no, oh. we haven't heard from Gary in a while. You're right. guy. <laughs> Tonight. Well, he, he lives in he's from Illinois. He lives in his mom's basement. He only has dial-up rotary phone, Tommy. and the rates go up after six o'clock. So he can't call after six. What? Go ahead. Well, if he can criticize the Chiefs' defense and call him spineless, I mean, we can't call call him out. Go ahead. You yeah, just did. No. You just did. Okay, Keep going. Well, there you go. Wait Keep going. You, you haven't called in five weeks, and uh, hey, we ran the ball somewhat effectively tonight. And uh, I didn't get the Spencer Ware was the main back the first half, but maybe that was the plan. And to me, you know, I think a caller called in and said, oh, there was what a great offensive scheme tonight. And I, I will say the Travis Kelsey touchdown, that was pretty inventive. Just yes. the way it kind of yeah. – he saundered out, saundered in, saundered back out, pirouette, pirouetted and scored a touchdown. That was pretty – as a nonchalant touchdown, it was pretty well schemed. And uh, But to me, I think Andy Reid had that big – 
play card. I don't think he used more than about a what a postcard of it tonight. Now most of it was <laughs> most of it was a run left and run right, and then we'll mix in a yeah. couple of passes wherever we can. Yeah, and you know, Maggie, screw you with calling timeout with a minute forty left. You know what? What was that, guys? You know, they were, if you're down a score, I understand. If you're down two scores, okay, there's a shot. You're down three scores, and you're calling timeout with a minute forty. I just didn't want some something silly to happen on for us to get hurt. Something silly to happen. I just what? What was that? Why? Why did he need to do that, Brad? I don't know. What? What? What drove? If if you're a Bears fan, there was plenty to drive you crazy in this game. But I always hate. Uh, what, what do we call it? Lack of a better term, brain fart plays. So on the last drive for the Bears, not once, but twice, when they were trying to clock the ball, just you know, pop the ball down on the ground and stop the clock, twice they could not get lined up and got flagged for a false start. And they had to run 10 seconds off the clock, twice, including the final play of the game. If you're, if you're not ready for that, well, that's, a, that's that training camp Brad. stuff. That's that training. was halftime. No, that was the end of the game. No, it was at halftime. It was half okay. halftime. They called, and they had to use one of their timeouts with 12 seconds left in the second quarter, and then they did it. Then they had a completed completed pass, ran up to the line with two seconds, and spiked it. And it was funny because hey, that was it. That was the end of the half because the Chiefs players knew to say, "Hey, it's going to be a 10 second." Round. Oh, you're right. Into the yep. second quarter. I, I just, you're right, Tommy Moe, and I, I just looked at my play sheet. You're absolutely right. And they were, they then they had a drive in decent shape. They had 17 yards, then no gain, then five yards, and then got a. A false start for minus five, picked up 11 yards, and then had the illegal shift on the last play that ran the clock out for the half. So, yeah, but that that's that's training camp stuff. That If you're not ready in week 15 to run those plays, it, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah, and I, like I said, I just uh, – the Spencer Ware, he made one really nice play on, on a catch uh, on the sidelines to extend the drive. I think yes. that drive they ended up scoring with the little swing pass out to Damian Williams. So that was a good play by him. I just didn't get – Darwin Thompson, uh, there was some telling sign about three or four weeks ago when you guys interviewed Dylan McCollum. Sometimes you get the coordinators, and this time you got the running backs coach. And it was, I can't remember the game, but they brought in uh, Darwin Thompson, and Randy Reed went to, you know, to Dylan McCollum and said, What are you doing? He goes, And he came back, Well, let him play some. <laughs> and I guess they're so worried about him pass blocking, even though the three or four times I've seen pass block. He got called on a bogus holding call a couple of weeks ago. Yes. He submarined a guy mm-hmm. either in preseason or somebody. He's done his job. I just don't get the fear with this guy. You know, he hasn't fumbled yet. And when he comes in, he's explosive when he gets the ball. You know, Spencer Ware, I guess if it's third and one, he might be our best option. But any other time, you know, I want to see a, a ball, player, ball player explosive when he gets the ball and reads the, reads the hole and explodes. And, um, you know, Darwin Thompson showed a little that, you know, it was garbage time again. And he's getting all this garbage time yards, and we don't know if it's if they're real. Yeah, and that you're right. It's been that way for the last few weeks, and particularly the Raiders game. I think that's where it kind of got started, where, yeah, okay. First, first touchdown. Let, yeah, let's, let's chew up the clock here. And he, they did that again tonight, and that's something that maybe they're looking at for a playoff game. If they need to, you know, chew up the last six, seven minutes of a close game, now, I don't know if he'd be there in a close game, but if they want to chew up the last six and seven minutes with a lead, it looks like a pretty good option at this point. I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, they've also got LaShawn McCoy, now they have Spencer Ware, and now Damian Williams is back. I feel like they almost just don't feel the need to rush mm-hmm. him 
into a, a bigger role than what they're doing. I think, you know, whether or not he would be the difference maker, I just don't think that they see that being, I think there's like a little inexperience there still, like the holding call, you know, the, those are just kind of rookie mistakes that they're maybe hoping to not have as much of and, and ease him into that, into a bigger role if that's there for him. But I thought it was nice to see Damian Williams back. I thought, you know, he's good, obviously not just, you know, on the ground, but then receiving as well. And Spencer Ware knows running game wasn't, you know, huge tonight by any means, nope. but it was, it was like we said, Brad, business, business trip, efficient, nothing spectacular. Very much so. Very much so. And hopefully as we progress as Chiefs fans with Patrick Mahomes as our quarterback, we're not scared of anybody coming in to play the playoffs. I don't think New England during their Super Bowl run is going, well, we don't want to see this team come us. And it's natural. We all, we've all done it. And I'm still kind of eyeballing who we're but, but I just think you said it earlier, Brad, let's not fear anybody, whether we got to play them on the road, which we're seven and one this year on the road or whether we're at home, let's just go out and play our game. This defense is playing at a high level and uh, Hey, whoever wants to come in here, let's play them. And let's like it. Well, you know, I really don't want those guys coming in. That's not a winner's mentality. That's a loser's mentality. And we got Patrick Mahomes now. I think we can get rid of that loser mentality in, in, as, as fans. Yeah. And I, I agree. I'll respect every opponent in the playoffs, but I, I don't fear any opponent in the playoffs. Just from a, a media and fan perspective, I, I, I don't fear anybody. I don't think the Chiefs will either. And it, exactly. It's easy for us to, you know, look at the other teams just being, you know, KC-focused. Right. Right now, I'm going to quiz Allie one one quick time, Brad. Uh, when the Chiefs scored their first touchdown, Allie, what was the score after the extra point was converted? On, on what? Sorry, repeat that. Yeah, when the Chiefs scored and and uh, and kicked the extra point, what was the what what made that the score? The first score. Seven, seven, seven to nothing. Seven nothing. No, I wanted her to say because she said nil earlier today. Oh. I, was <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what are you getting at here? Yes, uh, that is. Where a a slight a slight other football the other football, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know it's more it's fun to say nil. We can say nil, zero nil. As long as long as when it's a sporting game all day long. When it's Chiefs game, it's zero. But hey, congratulations <laughs> and uh, welcome to eight ten. Thank you very much. All right, that's Tommy Moe, one of the most loyal callers in the history of sports radio eight ten WHB. I want to say I met him at the twenty. Uh, the 810 20th anniversary party. Met a lot of awesome loyal listeners over the years there. Tommy so. Moe's around. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good time. Absolutely. To touch on that there. Chiefs won 26 to 3 because the Bears didn't end up on nil after their <laughs> field goal. So good stuff. Uh, Tommy uh, Moe leaves the line open. If you want to jump in, um, they got a couple of open lines 913 3810 That's 913 3810 Chiefs postgame coverage brought to you by. The Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 in cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. 26-3, the Chiefs win in Chicago. That's five wins in a row. Final game next week coming up against the Chargers. When we come back, we will hear from Frank Clark. We will hear from Travis Kelsey. We'll hear from Tyreek Hill. And we'll hear from Tyron Matthew. What a lineup. That That's an all-star lineup right there. I'd run <laughs> those guys out any day. Uh, my name is Brad Porter. Ali Trost is here. Beards McFly is running the show. Chiefs postgame rolls along on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. 
Now they've got third and long behind the chains. Trubisky deep into the pocket. Chased by Terrell Suggs. And Suggs misses him. And now they push him out of bounds. Clark and Suggs. If you want a nightmare, making waking up in the middle of the night, have Frank Clark and Terrell Suggs chase you. Welcome T-Sizzle to the Chiefs' kingdom, putting tear into Trubisky, a loss of eight on a sack. T-Sizzle. Mitch Holtis has new material to work with. A that is thing our, of nightmares. Our player of the game, we're giving it to the entire defense. This football season, keep it crisp with Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs. So... Yeah, the whole defense gets the share player of the game. They held the Broncos to three points last week. Held the Bears. The Bears Duh, to three points. I had a brain laugh for a second. <laughs> held the Bears to a uh, three points tonight. And uh, Terrell Suggs, T-Sizzle. T-Sizzle. Frank Clark uh, chasing him down. And um, I was I had forgotten that his nickname was T-Sizzle. And then I remembered he was in an episode of Ballers on HBO with The Rock. He made what? like a quick get like a cameo appearance. I need to go back and find and this. He walked in and I think the one of the agents said, Hey, it's T Sizzle. I was like, Oh yeah, Terrell's like T Sizzle. And if you didn't remember, Mitch Holtis will remind you. Yeah. That was that was incredible. By the way, we had a we were, uh, Beards and I were talking about our player of the game and I uh. it was that whole defense. Let's do the whole defense. What which play do you want? You want the sack? And I said, Yeah, that sounds good. And he said, What about the fourth down, fourth and goal stop that they had? Because the Bears had put, in, uh, put together, put in together, had put together a methodical drive. I yeah. mean, that was their best drive of the night. It was basically their only. No, drive well, I was gonna say. <laughs> and so they got down to fourth and goal from the three, and couldn't, couldn't get it. I, Could and, not get it. And that's the difference, though, right? With this Chiefs defense, any other, you know, and, and I need to go pull up the numbers from last season and just in the same scenarios, how many times the Chiefs, you know, fail came up short in those situations and all of if, them all of them <laughs> i know i don't need even beards you're right what numbers do i need to go look at i, I did the research it's all of them <laughs> the the fastest search or stat crunch you could ever find but you know just to add some more context to what this defense is doing right now um like we said allowing an average of just 9.6 points per game in the last five games allow just three of 13 red zone trips to result in touchdowns allow just 20 of 62 third down uh, conversions and they forced nine turnovers I mean these are you know what and again we kind of touched on it earlier you put all of you know the the records of the opponents that they're playing aside if you're a good defense if you're a bad defense you still can't put up those numbers no matter who you're playing Chiefs didn't get any turnovers tonight but how many interceptions did the Chiefs drop lot yeah there were two that's, or three. that's that is one thing that like isn't a huge deal right now no but like if that could change going into the postseason that, and they've got that'll a, be huge yeah they've gotten a lot of picks in the last five, in four games in the yeah. previous four games but had a couple tonight they it, tyron matthew is like yes this i mean <laughs> i know we're on radio and i'm holding up my hand to like s try and show like how close i'm like basically we're on pinching facebook my too. and we're uh, on facebook so uh, if you're listening to the radio go, i'm look, so sorry look right hey, guys, there. uh we're about this close just like a pit <laughs> a grain of salt away from having uh, like a record number of right. interceptions in a season. Like that's how close Tyron Matthew is. <laughs> right. uh, Chiefs win twenty six to three over the Bears. Post game coverage on Sports Radio eight ten WHB. Brought to you by uh, Missouri Lottery. Play the new five dollar Kansas City Chiefs scratchers game and play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. My name is Brad Porter. Ali Trost is here. Uh, Beards McFly is running the show. There's still time to jump in if you want to uh, share your thoughts. 913-3810-810. That's 
888-3810-810. Uh, we're going to hear more from the locker room. We heard from Terrell Suggs earlier saying he's uh, happy to be here and hopes he can be um, just one of the cogs in the wheel of this team trying to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, he's won one before. Let's go to the locker room now and hear from Frank, uh, Frank Clark because we did hear him uh, coming back from break. We heard Mitch Holtis talking about Frank Clark and T-Sizzle and chasing Trubisky out of bounds, and that's credited with a sack even though they ran him out because lost, Trubisky lost yards on the play. Uh, here is Frank Clark in the locker room in Chicago after the Chiefs win over the Bears. What the swagger quarterback? What does it do to the entire group, not just the offense? Man, that's the leader. You know, when your quarterback is your leader and he has swagger and he playing with that confidence, and he, you know, that's what we feed off of. And, um, you know, Pat, since day one, since I got here, you know, he's been leading his team, um, what, year three, and he's just been a hell of a leader, man. I, I'm just glad to have him as my quarterback. You mentioned before, Frank, that 55 meant something to you because of what Terrell Suggs did in this league prior to you know, the coming team. First time playing with him, just what was it like to see him react to the way you guys play and him be a part of it? Oh, man. It's a legend, you know. When you're sitting in the locker room with a, a future Hall of Famer, 17 years in the league, he got 12 on me. You know what I mean? I've been watching the guy play since I was a little kid. Um, watching him tear apart defenses. I mean, watching him tear apart offenses, watching him rip quarterbacks' heads off, you know, my whole life. So just to have a guy like that in our room, man, I can pick his ear. I can bother him. Um, as a young player in this league, you know, looking up to somebody like that, you know, one of the reasons, like I said, it's one of the reasons I wear 55. You know what I mean? Some of my favorite players who played this game wore 55. And um, coming into the league, that was one of the first players I mentioned. You know, um, we had the same coach, actually, um, Greg Madison. He was my defensive coordinator, but he specifically coached my position at Michigan. And um, one of the first things he told me when I got there was, man, you want to be like T-Subs or what? I was like, no, I want to be like Frank. Something close to it, you know, it wouldn't hurt. But, um, you know, Coach Madison just, you know, he gave me the game on T-Subs. And, you know, I've been watching film on him since college. And, you know, it kind of helped me develop some of the things I do in my game. And I'm just, like I said, man. And since he's been here, he's been thankful and just happy, you know, to have a player in, in our locker room and specifically in our room with his caliber. What was the plan to take away Mitch in the zone read tonight? Um, well, the plan, honestly, was just to, um, you know, keep the, keep the man inside. Okay. You know, I feel like when, when um, you know, when we was baiting, when we got baited in and we attacked that, um, when we was attacking that, that um, you know, he had that, that wide cut, the tight end off, mm -hmm. tight end coming down, and um, us either having to stay outside or get under the block. You know, we just got to stay focused on stuff like that because I'm sure we're going to get that in the future. You know, you got some good teams in this in this league, one of the best teams in the, um, in our conference. You know what I mean? That's their main thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to mention other players and other guys, but that's one of the things one of the best teams in our conference does, and I'm sure we're going to see them in the future. Frank, do you guys feel like you're peaking at the right time, that kind of everything's coming together? Um, I feel like we're just doing everything we got to do as a team. Um, peaking, I don't know. I don't really look into stuff like that, honestly. I, don't, I hope I hope we're not peaking at the right time because then you start dropping, but... Um, I just feel like we're just doing everything right at the team. And um, like I said, keeping everything in-house. We got more special things happening in the building, you know, that we haven't showed. You know, that um, I feel like we're going to show sooner than later. And, you know, then we can talk about that, man. That's Chiefs defensive end Frank Clark talking about the uh, Chiefs 26-3 win over the Bears. And I, I like what he said at the end. He was asked if the defense is peaking at the right time. And he said, it's always good to peak, but you don't want to peak now because then you'll be on your way down heading to the playoffs and peaking in the right time is probably the most one of the most overused terms in sports I'm guilty of it I probably <laughs> said it a thousand times in my career um, it's overused but I think what we can say accurately is they're playing well at the right time right because it, it really is less fact, of playing a, great it, it, they're playing it's less great. of a peak you know because mm -hmm. a peak like Frank like the, like Clark insinuates 
also means that there's a fall coming. (laughs) They're not necessarily peaking as much as they're, I think, evolving. I think they're really, you know, kind of taking shape as to what the what this new defense is. It's not this, you know, short. It's not at least from what we're hearing from them and what we're seeing on the field. It's not going to be some short lived thing. No, this is how we play now. This is the Chiefs' defense, right. which is exciting. Yeah, playing well, playing great at the right time, not necessarily peaking. Right. And we'll do it that way. Um, by the way, we talked about that fourth down stop. That was the fade route Yep. that I was talking about earlier in the show that I just I hate it. it. I, college coaches do it all the time, and it drives me crazy. Because you know what's coming. Everybody does it, and it's it's infuriating. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad the Bears did it, and I'm glad Trevor's right. board was there, but it's infuriating infuriating how these offensive geniuses in college and the NFL continue to call fade routes. Unless you got Randy Moss. Yeah. You know. No. No. Well, I wonder what the the completion, you know, the percentage of, you know, success rate is in the college game. Is it any different? It's got to be even worse. <laughs> it just It's about 25% in the NFL. It's got to be worse in college. 17% in college. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Yeah, that was very authoritative. 17%. 17%. We'll just go with that. And then, all you know, Frank Clark talking about Terrell Suggs. It's mm. really cool. I feel like, you know, again, I'm not a professional football player, but I can't imagine what it would be like in any sport, you know, having the player you grew up watching and, you know, trying to emulate their game, looking up to them, literally entering the league and wanting to wear the number that they wear because of how much you look up to them, and then having that player sit right next to you in the locker room or, you know, stand right next to you on the sideline. Like, that's got to be really cool for this Chiefs defense. And I, I was, I'm sorry, I was calculating something. You paused for a second, and I was calculating something. Go ahead. What, what, what numbers are we crunching over here? Well, so – we, we talked about how great the defense has been in keeping the score down. Mm-hmm. So I, I was trying to update some numbers from Vahe Gregorian, columnist with the Kansas City Star, because he had a great tweet at halftime, and so I was adding up the updated numbers with the final two quarters. So at halftime, the number was the Chiefs have given up three points in the last six quarters. So now add the field goal by the Bears, and it's six points in the last eight quarters. Six points in the last eight quarters. Three touchdowns in the last three and a half games, now make it four. Three touchdowns in the last four games. 45 points in four and a half games, now make it 48 in the last five games. And the last eight quarters, 12 points. Make it 10 quarters and 15 points. The last 10 quarters, 15 points. That's insane. That. You know what kind of numbers those are? Those are Super Bowl numbers. I was just going to say. That's that's a winning team, and I, I feel like we're almost like beating a dead horse or, or feeding a fed horse. If, he, <laughs> if we are going to be PC about our uh, our idioms here or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> euphemisms, but um, but no, I mean, it really is just remarkable because not only is this defense showing that it's better than last season, and again, going into the season, we all talked about it at training camp uh, with all the moves being made defensively. They didn't need to be that much better; they just need to be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. They're more than a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And it's working, and, and you're seeing just complimentary play on offense, defense, and I think this team has better chemistry um, than they ever have had before. And it's really cool to watch them holistically go out and, and win these games because it's it's a total team effort. There's not there's no longer is there a shortcoming on either side of the ball. It feels like it's the, finally becoming more and more complete. The way they're playing the the defense, the way they line up different from last year, or the previous five years. You don't have the weakness you can target 
or yeah. in the Chiefs' case over the last five years, multiple weaknesses to exploit. They don't have that right now. They just they just don't. All right, we heard from uh, Frank Clark. We heard from Terrell Suggs. Coming up next, we're going to hear from Travis Kelsey. We'll hear from Tyreek Hill. And we'll hear from Tyron Matthew. Chiefs win 26-3 to over the Bears in Chicago. Chiefs postgame coverage brought to you by the Missouri Lottery. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs scratchers game and play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. Back with more. If you want to jump in on the phone lines, you can do that. 913-3810-810. We're... Uh, Let's see. We're gonna, I was trying to do the clock in my head. We're going to cruise past midnight. I know that. How long we go, I'm not sure. So still time to get in. You're listening to Chiefs Post Game coverage on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. First down goal to go for the Chiefs at the six. Spencer Ware is in at running back. He's to the left of Mahomes. Demarcus Robinson to the right. Kelsey now walks into a slot left. Quick inside. Throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. Travis Kelsey on the pivot route inside. Burning buster screen. And the Chiefs have three drives, three scores to lead 16 to nothing. That is your play of the game as the Chiefs beat the Bears 26-3. Brought to you by Central Bank of the Midwest. Take a new look at what's possible with Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net. What was funny at the end of that play is after Kelsey caught it, he was standing like right at the front of the end zone, and one of the Bears players tried to knock it out of his hands, and he just kind of dropped it like, whatever, take it. I mean, I scored. This play's done. I'm done. You should know by now, Travis Kelsey's not uh, an easy one to uh, to mess with in that way right, <laughs> right. you know like yeah. Kelsey's not gonna right. give into that by the way not anymore at least so okay we're all agreed best tight end in football right yeah we're all agreed on that so I was watching the Fox pregame show this morning and Gronk is now part of the show he's awful but he's on the show and so they had him do one of those corny <laughs> he is Wait, no I know the, his like debut and I love Gronk I, I really yeah. it, it seems like he's a hilarious guy. yes uh, but when he called Julian Edelman a, a squirrel, mm-hmm. like, and he was like, he's just so squirrely. Like, that was his football analysis. It was amazing. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. I just had to <laughs> well, interrupt with that. They did one of those corny video skits. Yeah. And the, his point was, you know, Bill Belichick is kind of the Grinch, uh, but he wins, and that's why he's got six Super Bowls. And so he read this poem that was awful about Bill Belichick, and the whole point of it was, we were all drinking and partying all the time, even on game nights, and we were showing up hungover to games. And Belichick finally said, enough. And that's when they got back to winning again. But he basically said we were hungover in the middle of games. You know how much do you have to drink to still be hungover at a noon or a 3 o'clock kickoff? Yeah, from experience, <laughs> a lot. And so. somebody his size? <laughs> Oh, my God, I don't even want to know. Good gravy. I, I thought it was cheesy. But anyway, I just thought uh, of that because Kelsey was yeah is the best tight end in football. It, and we had the discussion. Uh, I went on Sunday Sound Off with our good friend Mick Schaefer, who basically works at 810, as I joked with him, and Nate Taylor, who also basically works at 810. Right. Um, just about, you know, is Kelsey all a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is yes. But I think a Super Bowl win will solidify that. Yes. And this season is looking like... 
<laughs> it's looking like the one. <laughs> um, we're going to go to the phone lines here. Uh, Darren Smith is uh, in Chicago, and Beard's I, this line two is just not going to work for me. It's just not. So, Darren, um, thank you for joining us. I know you made the trip out there. Thankfully, not too cold. But how about um, the Chiefs in this game? Allie and I have been talking about it the whole show. Nothing real spectacular. No bells and whistles. It was a business trip. Get in, get your win, and get out. You know what? It's funny. I, I told Andy Reid uh, during the press conference that, I, you know, this is the most impressive that I've seen this team in that, and that is actually coming from uh, the Oakland Raiders game, you know, when they when they were hitting on all facets of the game. But the fact they were able to come in 26-3, look, uh, the Raiders, I mean, not the Raiders, but the Bears didn't have anything to lose in tonight's game, so they could have threw everything, including the kitchen sink, at the Chiefs. And in, in some aspect, they tried to, but, you know, but they were to themselves with penalties. But the fact that the defense still, you know, went out and they were to keep them, you know, they were they were able to keep them out of the end zone, especially on fourth down. I think it was like fourth and goal on the four-yard line or five-yard line, and they were able to keep the Bears out of the end zone. I mean, that was just impressive. And, look, there are things, obviously, that Kansas City still needs to work on, those penalties, those dumb penalties that they that they got for lining up in a neutral zone or, or, or coming off sides. I mean, those things, those are still unacceptable. But overall, I thought, you know, I thought the team looked real good in tonight's game. Darren, um, I'm going to try to sell you on this. Uh-oh. <laughs> if I'm ever elected president of the United States, and believe me, I don't I don't want the job. It's, <laughs> well, I'll vote for you, but it's so, that's, that's another matter. The, the presidential candidates always talk about day one. I'm going to sign an executive order for this. I'm going to do that. In 24 hours, we're going to be, the whole country is going to be back where we need it, all that. My first act as president of the United States will be to sign an executive order banning end zone fade routes which the Bears did on fourth and goal. It never works, Darren. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't even know what uh how to uh how to address that cuz uh I guess in some ways you're right. I saw that <laughs> uh, I, I saw that same pass thrown by uh by uh, Baker Mayfield to Odell Beckham. Now he got a penalty called on him and and so that helped him, but I think he could be correct in that in that manner. I mean, look, it didn't well because it didn't work out for the Bears. I would probably have to, you know, I would hope that you would beat on that, but, uh, um, you know, because it didn't work for them. So as long as it didn't work for them and it worked in the Chiefs' favor, <laughs> I'm good. Darren, we're not there. You are, so you can give us a little bit more insight into in the locker room and, you know, maybe what the vibe and what the, the atmosphere was like there. You know, we're hearing from Terrell Suggs. We're, we heard from Frank Clark. We'll hear from a, a couple other players as well. But, you know, we talk about the chemistry this team has on the field, but what what sense were you getting in the locker room after the game? That you know, it's it, it's it's business as usual. Like you know, they didn't get too high over this win because it didn't it didn't move the needle at all. It kept them it kept them where they where they were. Obviously, a loss would have moved them down to third place. But because you know, you, I mean, you really have to continue to play well and, and to win next week's game in the hopes that. Miami knocks off of the Patriots and you can get the number two seed. It was basically business as usual. I mean, obviously, you, you know, the way the way that the defense is, is, is coming around. And, look, I've been hard on the defense all season. And so, uh, you know, the fact that they, you know, that they've been putting up this playoff uh, championship-type performance uh, since the bye week, I, I mean, is is just saying something. But, look, they know that they really haven't, you know, they haven't really done anything outside of clinches uh, the division in last week's game. But, uh, well, I'm sorry, not last week against uh, the Patriots. You know, that, that they, that's all they've done so far. And, uh, you know, but 
they feel like they have unfinished business. And, and if I'm them, you know, if I'm a Chiefs player, that's my mentality because it's like you should have unfinished business. I mean, and to me, that's the way that you have to take it going into the play, that you got unfinished business, and that unfinished business means getting a trip or, you know, clinching you a trip to Miami. Right. Well, and we – we can't really talk about this game without talking about one of the big national storylines going into it, which is, of course, uh, the head-to-head matchup <laughs> between the two 2017 <laughs> top 10 draft picks in Patrick Mahomes and Mitchell Trubisky. It, this conversation, it, it's going to have to die because I think what yeah. we're seeing now is just they're, they're in two totally different leagues. Patrick Mahomes is in a league of his own. Mitchell Trubisky does not stand a chance. Um, whether that has more to do with Trubisky as a quarterback and maybe just making some mistakes or decisions that don't put him in the same conversation as Mahomes, or if some of it has to do with Matt Nagy uh, maybe not being the best play caller to play to his strengths as a quarterback. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Who knows? But, <laughs> but you know, Andy Reid even said that he was expecting to see anything and everything from Nagy. He saw some things. Uh, Trubisky averaged 4.6 yards, uh, I believe it was, yeah, per attempt. I mean, it was just no touchdowns, a, a completely abysmal performance. What what do you make of, of you know, this, this back-and-forth drama that people like to create? And, you know, Patrick Mahomes had that amazing touchdown celebration counting to 10. But, you know, just <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on, on that whole – get we can't call it a drama because it's not, but whatever well, that I'll is. I feel like this. To be honest, there's no rivalry between those two. The, the only rivalry from the 2017 between the in the 2017 class is between he and Deshaun Watson. That's it. Because those two are, are elite quarterbacks. They are the future of the NFL. And to be quite honest, look, but the games that that uh, Trubisky has played in the last few weeks, yes, he you know he's he has saved himself at least another season where the, where the Bears don't look uh, to getting another quarterback. But to be quite honest, he's gonna uh, he's gonna end up being a bust, and 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 I don't have a problem saying it right now because of what I've seen from the rest of the cl- of, of his class. Deshaun Watson and and Patrick are both on a whole on a totally different level. And Bears fans, you know, I, I know uh, I think you may have seen uh, a picture of a, of a Chicago Bears fan with the Bears jersey on it that had Mahomes' name. I, on it, I saw know, that. I saw that yeah, too. That is, was amazing. Which is which is wishful thinking. And, and look, because they could have had they could have had Watson, they could have had Mahomes, and you end up with Trubisky. And when you see when you see how uh, you know where where Mahomes is now, where he's been league MVP, you see where Watson is, and then you and then you look at your quarterback and you think of what could have or should have been. And look, they have an excellent defense. If you if you have Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson on this team last season, you probably get to Super Bowl with that defense, you know, but you would, you know, but you, you know, have mediocre play at the quarterback. And then of course you'd have a kicking game, but you know, you, you swap Trubisky out for either one of these quarterbacks last year. I mean, you're probably in the Super Bowl, if not the conference championship. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm very much at ease with, you know, with my statement on, on where Trubisky is going to end up versus uh, Mahomes and even Watson. So, Hey Darren, great there stuff. There is no rivalry. Darren, uh, Darren straight, uh, great stuff in Chicago. Safe travels back home, and we'll be listening to you on the ship on Sports Radio eight ten WHB and ESPN Kansas City. Thank you very much. Thanks, Darren. Thank you all. Do a great job. Appreciate. It. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, that is Darren Smith, who is in Chicago covering the Chiefs and the Bears. We'll take a quick timeout. We still have our NFL scoreboard brought to you by Boulevard coming up. 
Uh, we'll be back uh, to talk more about the Chiefs' 26-3 win over the Chicago Bears. Our postgame coverage brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers game and play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. Back with more after this on Sports Radio 810 WHB. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. They're going to spread out the formation three by two for Trubisky. He can run out of this as well. Fourth and goal at the four-yard line. Chiefs by 17. Fade pattern near side. Robinson broken up by Tavarius Ward. The Chiefs hold on downs in the goal-to-go zone. And the Chiefs red zone and goal-to-go defense continues to be superb. That is your We Buy Ugly Houses, Ugly Play of the Game. If you're in an ugly house and it's an ugly situation, call the Ugly House guys at 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. Fix that ugly situation and turn it into cash. Now, we call that the ugly play of the game because for the Bears, that was ugly. Fourth down, fade route, which is the worst. It's just, it, it irritates Brad Porter's yes. pres- presidential it, campaign slogan. It, yes, it irritates me. Abandon the fade route. You know who it was not an ugly play for? Charvarius Char- Ward. Nate uh, Taylor tweeted earlier, get him a new deal. Yeah, exactly. Good. You know what? It's so funny, too, because the the concern with the cornerback depth and position as a whole mm-hmm. going into this season. Oh, yeah. I mean. It was like, what? We're going to do a little. We got Rashad Breeland, and he's not playing for four weeks. Then we got Mo Claiborne, and he couldn't play for a little bit. They're looking good. They're looking good. They're looking very good. Absolutely. Uh, so that's our ugly play of the game. Chiefs beat the Bears 26-3, to moved to 11-4 and on the season right now, holding on to the three seed for the AFC uh, bracket. If the Chiefs win next week against the Chargers and the Patriots fall to the Dolphins, which is a long shot, then the Chiefs will get to the two seed and get uh, home field at least until the AFC championship game. We need a Miami miracle. A Miami miracle. I'll take it. We've seen miracles before. Um, let's check the out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by the Boulevard Brewing Company. Um, some strange games over the last couple of days in the National Football League. Um, Eagles over Cowboys, 17-9. Cowboys just, that spiral is not going to stop. Jason Goodbye, Garrett. Goodbye, Jason Garrett. He's going to be gone. He's gone. So the Eagles are in the, are probably going to win that division and make the playoffs unless they lose to the Giants next week, which I don't, I don't, I don't see. see that Giants are awful. Uh, how about this one? Seahawks on their home field in Seattle lose to the Cardinals twenty-seven to thirteen. Woo! That and they're trying to get a number one seed. And the Seahawks are a team where, you know, if you if if you're talking about like some of the, the best teams this season, Seahawks are up there in that conversation mm-hmm. without a doubt. Sure. The only team that really has been truly consistent and not dropping games like that, the Baltimore Ravens. Right. Honestly, I mean, you look yeah. at the Patriots, you look at Seahawks. I mean, th- there are some holes if you're losing a home game to the Cardinals. Yes. In that fashion. That's a problem, especially problem. on your home field. Yeah. And, you know, the second. There's so much on the line, too. Like yeah. you said, you know, trying to lock up, uh, you know, playoff spots and all, all of the things that, you know, are really crucial for teams to be winning out at this point in the season. Right. That's a bad one. Bad uh, sign. Falcons at home beat the Jaguars 24-12. to Jaguars are just – they've already fired Tom Coughlin. It could be Doug Marone, Marone next, yeah. head coach. Which, some of those Coughlin claims. That's yeah. wild stuff. Yeah. Fining just, Leonard Fournette for not 
standing throughout the entire game when he wasn't active. Like, yeah. That, some of those are just crazy. <laughs> that's an organization that's not in a good spot right now. Uh, Ravens, you talked about consistency. They go on the road. They struggled at the in the early part of the game against the Browns in Cleveland, yeah. but then able to put some points on the board and win it 31-15. to uh, Saints on the road beat the Titans 38-28. to Now, you may think, oh, 10-point win. It was, you know, close to being a blowout. Titans were started this game with a 14 nothing lead yeah. like in, like in the first 5 minutes. Yeah. No, I that was kind and of a shocker. Drew Reese did not look good. No, he did not. And that was kind of a shocker to see it turn that way for the Titans right. just cuz it and you know, they kind of having this like late in the season run here a little bit, but mm-hmm. they're still a team that kind of scares me. Yep. Uh, let's see. Colts at home beat the Panthers 38-6 to in a game that nobody here cares for. Uh, the Toilet Bowl game was actually high scoring. Uh, the Dolphins over the Bengals 38-35. The Dolphins put 38 on the board. You can root for them next week against the Patriots. You're shaking your head. <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, <laughs> that like, how did that game end up becoming kind of like crazy? Because they were tied 35-35. Well, the, yeah, they're both awful. The, the Bengals... The Bengals put 23 points on the board in the fourth quarter to force overtime. 23 points in the fourth quarter. And the Dolphins won it on a field goal in overtime. Uh, another kind of head-scratching loss. Steelers on the road at the Jets lose 16-10. to They had to take uh, Duck Hodges out of the game because he keeps throwing picks like, he, like he's throwing candy at a parade. Just finally had enough, and they had to go back to uh, Mason Rudolph in the game. Which was like another... You know, kind of like, oh, Ooh, there was like a really funny meme I saw earlier about that. It was just like Steelers fans when Mason Rudolph enters the game. It was just like, no, okay. that was a team that really just was hurt yeah. with their quarterback situation this season. Giants at Washington win 41 to 35. Um, they switch quarterbacks back to Daniel Brown through five touchdown passes today. So, okay. Uh, Broncos at home beat the Lions 27-17. Let me look. Drew Locke back to his winning I was just going to say, let me click on that box score real quick uh, to see what Drew Locke did in that game. Of course, this computer is slow as molasses. Drew Locke, uh, 25 of 33, 192 yards, a touchdown, no picks, no sacks. So not Not spectacular, but not not bad. So the Broncos. Anything was probably better than. Yes, performance against the Chiefs. So. Yeah. so the Broncos get a win. Raiders go on the road and beat the Chargers 24-17. You know the Raiders came into today still alive for a playoff spot? Yeah. It was that, it was a, a wild there were yes. like some wild things that needed <laughs> yes. to happen, but Yeah, no, I, I did see that. I it, it was very unlikely, but Yeah. The Raiders. So there's your uh Boulevard NFL scoreboard brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City's beer. Might need a Boulevard after this one. Hey, you know what? It's after midnight. It's Victory Monday now. It is. You can have a toast. Crack them open. Crack them open. Get ready. Victory Monday. What better way to celebrate not only Victory Monday, but the holiday season? Exactly. Have to see in-laws you don't like? I was watching Christmas Story the other day, and one of my favorite lines in there, the daughter's complaining about something, and she said the the mom, Beverly D'Angelo, who I love, Mm -hmm. said, uh, well, you know, it's the holiday season, and we're all in misery. Oh, that's funny. I will say the holidays have gotten a lot more fun mm-hmm. now that like more and more of my family members can participate in champagne toast, some some adult beverages. Yeah, it does. It You'll be doing that this week in St. Louis, right? Oh yes. I, I when I was in Napa a few weeks ago, got 
uh, a bottle of champagne from somewhere that we went just to do a toast with my family there you go in town so that'll work be fun that'll work so that's a look at your scoreboard chiefs win 26 to 3 in case you missed that uh 11 and 4 now five straight wins um let's hear more from inside the uh, chiefs locker room after this victory including from travis kelsey who continues to pile up the numbers as uh, ali mentioned earlier in the show first tight end in history with back-to-back 1200 yard receiving seasons here's travis kelsey after the win over the chicago bears what drives everyone sometimes is uh, something a little bit deeper, and I'm sure he's happy where he is, but um, that probably uh, helped him in his early years. Uh, kind of gave him some motive and gave him some fire. But knowing how much of a competitor he is, do you feel like maybe that's something to prove to I think he's, he's the type of competitor where he feels every single day. Every single game, every single uh, time he, he touches the football, he's trying to prove something. Well, not necessarily prove something, but uh, but be the best he can and, uh, and show the world that we know what he is the best. Travis, with so many injuries to him this year, whether it was the ankle, the knee, obviously, the hand, is this the, two, this is the best two-game stretch you've seen from him considering he got injured in the first game of the year? I mean, he's a... He's a He's a competitor. He's an ultimate competitor. He's a fighter. He's gonna. He's, he's a tough guy. He's gonna make sure he, that he uh, he's there for his teammates, even when it's a little uncomfortable. And I mean, uh, I mean, I've I've seen him since he's got here, and this guy is, is more determined now than he's ever been. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with um, this team and how much energy this team has, the chemistry, the swagger, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a lot of fun, it's a, there's a lot of fun in this locker room, and it's because of the guys that are in this locker room. Does he know like you guys are getting healthy and kind of getting through at the right time? Um, yeah. We, I mean, you just got to take it game by game. We still have one more to go before the playoffs start. Uh, we know we, we punched our ticket in, uh, but we got to finish strong and and, uh, and take care of uh, Los Angeles next week. Is there any comfort or any, I guess, pride in having a 7-1 and one road record? You know, when if you do go to the playoffs, you, you've had that in your back pocket? No, I mean, that, anywhere we play, you know, roll the ball out, let's roll. How do you feel like you're on pace uh, personally? I'm sorry, what's that? Do you feel like you're on you're on a good pace personally on your play? Um, yeah, I'm trying to get better every single week. You know, I still got a lot to a lot to get better at. Um, I could have been there for Patton on a few on a few plays, and I definitely could could have been there in the run game a little bit better. Um, knowing the five two is a he's a, he's a, he's a summer buck now. Man. He can play some football, uh, but you just try and get better every single week. And, uh, and, and you know what? I think right now uh, our team is getting better. And I'm proud of our guys. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey tonight uh, against the Bears, or I guess yesterday, now that it's yesterday. after midnight. Last night against the Bears, uh, eight catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. That eight catches comes on nine targets. Wow. That is efficient. I think the one where he's where he was targeted that he didn't catch it was thrown at like, his feet, and yeah, Mahomes that, wasn't in a good spot. No, and I think he was maybe last minute trying to like maybe throw it down, just mm-hmm. kind of throw it away, and didn't mm-hmm. know if – trying to avoid a pick, veteran mm-hmm. stuff there. And Tyreek, also efficient, Tyreek Hill, five catches, 72 yards, those five catches on five targets. So, perfect night for Tyreek yeah. Hill. Uh, another perfect night, near-perfect night for the Chiefs' defense as they surrender just the three points for the second week in a row. Tyron Matthew, a big part of that, all over the field, absolutely fantastic. Let's go inside the locker room and hear from the Chiefs' safety. I think we know who we are defensively, and uh, you know, I think we know that we have the guys to, to get it done. And uh, we, we've been really committing ourselves to, to preparing the right way. And uh, like I said, we're able to come out on game days and you know really play fast, play smooth. Um, you know, it's not too many mental errors, um, but I do feel like we have to tackle a little bit better. Um, 
But other than that, I feel like we played pretty well defensively. So, Terrell is a part of the cycle. Pretty much. You guys can be in a place like Yeah, yeah. He's a great coach. All you got to do is tell him where to line up. He'll figure out from there. So, you know, he's been a great addition. We've been pretty championship last year. A lot of shit. Two bowl champions. A lot of experience that he brings. And so, he's going to help out Frank and Chris and all those guys a lot. I think it's a perfect time to add a guy like that to your team. Taryn, how complete do you think this football team is? Well, I, I think we're a pretty good football team. Um, I think offensively, defensively, special teams, uh, I think we're able to record games. Um, I think we're able to control football games. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what we've been trying to do, especially defensively. Uh, we've just been trying to play aggressive, you know, put teams in bad situations. Um, yeah, we've been doing a good job of that. A couple more here, guys. Can you put your chemistry in perspective? Yeah, uh, I mean, we knew at the end of the day it was going to take – you know, obviously, chemistry uh, and trust more than anything um, to kind of get us over the edge. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier in the year, uh, you know, it was, it, it was new for everybody. And I think now uh, we understand what we have to do. Uh, we're enjoying the process. Uh, and we got some really good coaches, too, so it kind of helps. <laughs> what was the key for you tonight, the way you kind of, I don't know, spied Mitch is the right word, but you had your eyes on him a couple times, yeah. kind of bailing out a couple times and keeping your eyes on Cohen. You were able to kind of play that rover. Yeah, I mean, that's the I mean, that's the really the that's the thing with our defense. Like we're able to switch things up, and you know I'm able to move around and kind of affect the quarterback. I felt like some some phases in that game I was kind of getting to him. He didn't know what I was doing, and um, so uh, we've been trying to all these things. We've been trying to help those things play to our advantage, and uh, we've been having some good success. Um, like I said, it's, it's, it's all about preparation because everybody is it's not just me playing new positions. Everybody's kind of moving around, doing different things, and so the preparation part of it is key. And, and then coming out on on Sunday. And just trying to let our head on and go, go play fast. What, what did it mean to you to see Chiefs fans at the end of the game? Tomahawk chopping, kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, that means everything, man. You, you never take it for granted. Um, anytime you play on the road in the NFL, you know, you, it, the, the odds are always against you. And um, so anytime you could, you know, look up at the scoreboard with two minutes left and kind of relax um, and see your fans, you know, take it over. Uh, it's always a good thing. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Last one. Oh, you're, 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 just the only thing was just, you were, you were never banging your head against the wall, but I remember five, six, seven weeks, you are always like, let's keep it going, let's keep it going. What, what do you think turned it? Just staying with it? Yeah. Um, just staying stand to it. Like I said, um, you know, it's not about throwing guys under the bus. Um, not about being, you know, discouraging. It's all about encouraging. I think that's part of leadership as well. Um, you know, being able to take some things on the chin, uh, let some things roll under the rug. Um, but I, I think ultimately everybody's in the right frame of mind. Um, I think the guys up front, they, they want to stop and run. They want to get to the quarterback. And I think in the back end, we want to play man to man. We want to be in their face and... So I think all those things been helping us. Chief safety Tyron Matthew after the Chiefs 23-6 win. Real quick note on that. I liked what he said there. He goes, it's not always about throwing somebody under the bus when you're struggling. It's about encouraging. But what that meant, parentheses, is, yeah, sometimes we get to kick somebody's ass and tell them you need to get with the program. And, I, and he's the guy who can do that. And, he, and I think he just gets it. And I think the players respect him because he doesn't come at it from, you know, a harsh angle or he's not trying to be, you know, the, you know, the, I, I don't know what you would want to call it, but he's not trying to like discipline. He's not, he doesn't want to be that guy. Some no. people, when they're like trying to be a leader, want to be the one coming mm-hmm. down hard. I think people are drawn to him because of the way 
that he approaches leadership and the attitude that he brings every single day. I mean, I, I'm out at Chiefs every single week, almost every single day. And I'll tell you what, like in talking to Tyron Matthew myself and seeing the way he interacts with the players and hearing how coaches and players talk about him, there's a respect there. And right. it, it translates on the field for sure. On that note, we'll take our final timeout. Chiefs win 26-3 to over the Bears. I keep trying – I keep pausing because for most of that game, I thought it was going to end 23-3 to and be the exact same score as last week. I know. I did too. <laughs> I, honestly, I was like kind of hoping – I'm like, oh, that'd be kind of it's funny. 26-3. to That's okay. Uh, big win. Uh, another win for the Chiefs. Another one on the road. 7-1 and one on the road. We'll be back with our final thoughts and one more check of the NFL scoreboard. You're listening to the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. <laughs> The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. 17-3 Chiefs, third and eight Kansas City at the Chicago 14. Snap to Mahomes, retreating, throwing up. Damian Williams in the left flat by the linebacker. Touchdown, Kansas City on the near front pylon for 14 yards. Nick Kwiatkowski had no chance. And the Chiefs answer the Bears' field goal with a touchdown. And Mahomes now 75 touchdown passes in just 30 career games. The best in National Football League history. It's still a stunning number. I know you read it early in the show, Allie. 75 touchdown passes in 30 games. That's that's stunning. 9,000 <laughs> yards. What? <laughs> He's unbelievable. By the way. Passes Dan Marino in the process. Yeah. Just absolutely That incredible. touchdown to Damian Williams. Uh, good job. Good effort by the Bears defense. Nobody attempted to get in the way. And it's not like Damian Williams is the biggest fella in the world. But no. you know, might want a little effort there, pal. All right. Uh, one final check of the NFL scoreboard here brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. Uh, Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City's beer. Make this season of great beer with Boulevard Brewing Company. We ran through the final scores just a few minutes ago, so I'll just give you the winners um, this time around. Saturday, of course, you had the Texans, Patriots, and Fort Anoners. Uh Winners on Sunday, Falcons, Ravens, Saints, Colts, Dolphins, uh, Jets, Giants, Broncos, Raiders, Eagles, and the Cardinals over the Seahawks, and of course the Chiefs 26-3 to over the Bears. One more game Monday night, Alley. Packers at Vikings. Packers at 11-3, Vikings at 10-4. The seeding in the NFC is has a crazy amount of possibilities going into the final week. And Packers and Vikings is just always a good game. Too. Sure, so, absolutely. I don't know. We lost one. Chiefs lost one and beat one. Yeah, probably. And uh, two of Matt Moore. Oh, that's right. That was Matt Moore season. That's right. That seems like forever ago, doesn't it? Do, it? it does. And by it's the way, it's like a different season. Matt Moore got in at the end of the game tonight for the kneel he down. Did. And so I was thinking there's two feelings you can have about Matt Moore appearing in a Chiefs game. One's really bad, because that means Patrick Mahomes is out, or two, really good. Really good. Because yes. he's in to kneel down, and I'm good with all that. And he knows the role and he embraces it. Absolutely. By the way, we didn't mention, and we'll get to our final thoughts here in a second, we did not mention. Harrison Butker, 56-yard field goal. That is his career best. He did it in Chicago, which is not an easy – and, he, you know, he double-doinked an extra point in the game, which was funny that it happened in Chicago because of yeah. the playoff game last year. But 56 yards in Chicago. Well, and he's moving up into the all-time uh, mm -hmm. leader in points for the Chiefs. He's just trailing behind Priest Holmes now. So he occupies the third and fourth place there. 
Uh, I believe he's at 142. 144 would put him uh, past Holmes in uh, what season was it? But when Holmes had 144 points. Right. So he's getting close. He's moving up in the – He'll, I have no doubt that he'll he'll break that. <laughs> I'm glad he somewhat. plays for the Chiefs. Yes. That's all I got to say. All right, uh, let's get our final thoughts here, Allie, before we uh, head out and enjoy this Victory Monday. So I want to start with a, po- a quick positive and just say that if you had told Chiefs fans uh, after Mahomes went down against the Broncos that this team would be going into the last game of the regular season at now 11-4, and four, that's pretty remarkable right. what the Chiefs have been able to do in saving the season. My final thought, and this is going to be a bit of a negative, the Chiefs need to figure out these penalties. Right now, total yards, total penalty yards on the season, 990. It's almost 10 football fields. Almost 10 football fields. Of Tonight, penalties. <laughs> nine penalties for a total of 71 yards. This is something they have to figure out. Chiefs fans know all too well penalties can hurt them when it matters the most. D4 lining up offsides. You do not want that down the stretch. Clean up the penalties. Yeah, you can't be jumping off sides, or as they call it, unabated to the quarterback. That can't happen. It can't happen in a playoff game. No, you're you're playing in Baltimore, and you're, you know, down or you're you're, you're up twenty six to twenty three, a chance to make a big stop, and you jump off, give the Ravens a first down. Mar Jackson ain't playing around. Mar Jackson ain't playing around. So my final thought is, um, awesome job defense again. Steve Spagnola, it took time. Same thing happened in New York when he was with the Giants. Yep. They had a rough time uh, getting going and figuring out the defense, but now they're here. You got great work from Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, um, and on and on. I'm going to run out of Chris Jones, and it just on and on and on. So good stuff. And it was great to see Terrell Suggs in Chiefs red. Kansas City wins 26-3. to The next time we'll be talking about it is Monday morning at 6 a.m. on the Border Patrol. With Nate Bucati, Stephen St. John is out this week, so I'll be listening at 6 a.m. Thank you, Nathan uh, Wilhelm. Thank you, Ali Trost. Nice job. My name is Brad Porter. I hope you enjoyed uh, talking Chiefs football on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Merry Christmas. The official broadcast partner of your AFC West champion, Kansas City Chiefs. Sports Radio 810 WHB.